Hello, listeners. We're back. We are? We're back again. That sounded like a question, didn't it? We are? We're back. Oh, are we? Are we? Yeah. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. The red light, the red light's blinking on air. <laughs> Imagine we were live. I know. Imagine that would be live. scary. Imagine doing live. Ross, mm-hmm. did you have a nice break? Um, yeah, yeah. You well, I didn't move. Did One of the plus points of not drinking alcohol is you don't need the toilet as much. Yeah. I probably could have waited, uh, but I didn't want to, so I just squeezed one out. All right, cool. Yeah. Thanks for that. No, that's quite all right. I'm always speak- interested to know when people are going to the toilet and that. That sounded as though you'd, thanks for that, as though I'd squeeze it out onto you. <laughs> thanks for that. Golden shower. By the way, I meant to say, thanks for that. Yeah, thanks it was the, re- rather refreshing. <laughs> Ross, what are we doing in this part? Do you want to tell the listener? Uh, we're doing, the, we're answering the questions. Yeah. Them questions. I've had caffeine. I was lagging. That's what's happened. <laughs> Diet Coke. Diet Coke. Diet Coke break. Mm-hmm. We're sexist. Answering those questions that were covered. Yeah. So our pals of the show uh-huh. that have wrote in to you, Tom, mm-hmm. I assume. So they'll be a surprise to me. No, they're, they're all uh, the, the people, all former guests. Ah, yeah, yes. the pals of the show. So you, you mean you won't, you haven't heard them yet? You no, that's what yet. I mean. Right? I think that I'm was just catching up. I'm dead angry now. <laughs> I'm hearing every single word that you say, <laughs> yeah. but I'm just starting to process it now. Is it the, the speed of sound? For some reason, is not working? <laughs> what was that? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Are you right with you? Hello, hello. Oh, I thought you said I thought you'd said um, the the pals of the show, but in the same way that Chris Dobbs is a pal of the show, and you won't have. Uh, seen the answers, but I just put it plainly. I didn't listen to you properly. I'm yeah, sorry. you were. You... I was fiddling with my penis, mm-hmm. wasn't it? So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the one point that if uh, <laughs> had an skill, yeah, that's yeah. the other one. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that question that tickled you, didn't it? I well, it's it's so hard to like. It's a funny one, isn't it? I it's like so it. hard to explain. Yeah, and I, I was hoping that I'd get so far down. <laughs> The explanation, and uh-huh. you would just take over. No, you weren't. No, you did a good job. No, you just laughed Bastard. your way through it. So. I've done a Holly Willy booby. Willy. Oh yeah, that's what she does. That's she just laughs. They just laughed. She they? just gets out of stuff. Scoff. scoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to be fair, she could laugh. She could laugh her way through anything as far as I'm concerned. You're being amazingly sexist again, she isn't would. it? Just, as long as I. <laughs> you just. As long as I get to finish, she can laugh all she wants. Oh my god. And the last question was uh, if there was like a film that, or, or yeah, a film that was getting remade uh-huh. and you had to recast an iconic role, is there any that are like off, off, you know, because off they're limits, so, yeah. yeah, so beloved. Don't touch. So the first two that you mentioned there, they were for our past guests. The other question, however, anyone can answer. Okay. Great. And then the second part of the podcast is going to be about the PlayStation 2. Yes. Which. I got more and more excited about as I was compiling my list. Mm. At first, I was like, "Cool, let's do it," and then I was like, "Ooh!" Yeah. And then I was like, "Like that." So it gave me a bit of a stress headache actually because there's so many. I'd say the seven in just me talking. The seven like bona fide Stone Cold classics in my eyes. Uh-huh. Then there's three that all have like issues. That kind of stopped them from being a classic. Uh-huh. So there's that many honourable mes- mentions because mm-hmm. there's so many good games for the PlayStation Two. 
But like that, them three games when I was making my list, I kept going. Ah, but that had that wrong with it. Yeah. So after the first seven, I was like, the it was so hard to pick the remaining three uh-huh. because they all felt a bit flawed. Yeah. In regard compared to the other ones. Yeah, I, I found it a lot easier to pick my ten. Uh, than the Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get to that though. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, but it, stay tuned mm-hmm. because it's a cracker. Got one question for you before we move on. Okay. Before the transition bit, please. <laughs> you were talking. You told me you were actually considering cancelling Netflix. Netflix ah, and after yeah. your little rant in uh-huh. the first part, which I enjoyed. If you didn't hear that, listen. If you skip straight at the part two, check out Ross's rant. Mm-hmm. Might do a YouTube video version of that at some point. Ross rants. <laughs> where, if you do cancel it, Ross, have you considered, right, where would you get your 4K fireplace from to put on your big TV, your big 4K TV? I mean, what are you going to do? Well, well what, actually. What, what is funny about that is, you know, when I was going on about the fact that when you type in a film that you want to watch, yeah. and it goes, no, but you might like this. No. The 4K no. fucking fire came up when it says I wanted to watch Baby Driver. What? Oh, I haven't got Baby Driver. But I tell you what, you can watch an hour of a fucking crap. Seriously? What the Seriously, fuck? Netflix is doing my fucking head in. Well, I genuinely walked in the house one one day a couple of weeks ago, and Kelly unironically had the, four, the well, we don't have 4K TV, but she had the HD fireplace on the telly. And I went, what are you doing? She went, I just like it. I was like, okay. Okay, mate. We okay. have a chat. Well, you know, if you're reading a book or something in the background, that like because it has a sound. Oh, the crackly sound, which so, played in the background of the the indent from next month's guest, the indent uh, from the Christmas episode. Oh, yeah, with the Silent Night mm-hmm. or Silent Nacht, whatever it was in German, Steel Nacht. It had a fireplace crackle in the background, and it's such a fucking lush sound. I feel when I when I read, yes, and to concentrate, I have to have like a certain. There's a band I like called Sun, okay, which they kind of make soundscape music. Mm-hmm. It's um, we seen them at the Clooney. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. I just had to add that in. <laughs> um, it's like all feedback and stuff like that. Right, I have to listen to particular tracks of theirs whilst I'm reading. Because it's something to block out all noise. Yeah. Uh, to concentrate, uh, it has to be like that. So maybe Kelly wanted that bit of background in the, you know. She was actually, I think she was either reading or doing some blog stuff. So, yeah. Uh, so you dismissed. See? See, when you think about things, it's not as stupid as you thought, first thought. Did you miss the bit in the first part of this episode where I call myself a cunt? <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you did miss that, like, why are you surprised by that? Oh, I, I don't believe that for a... For a moment. <laughs> it's been quite a few C-bombs in this episode so far, hasn't it? Mm. Yeah, mainly coming Goals. from your well, mm. mouth. Well, fuck it. <laughs> Shall we hear these questions? Yes. Oh, yeah, let's get stuck in. Can I ask you, Ross, how did you find these questions? Um, Genius questions? Probably the best questions you've ever been asked. <laughs> Who come up with them? Was it you? Who? I think it was producer, wasn't it? Uh, Producers came up with them. All right, I found them a bit of a head fuck because I started thinking like the the three people you'd pick. It it's such a boundless well yeah, of like. It is. it is. I mean, where do you start? Well, as with everything, I have to give myself some rules, which I'll mention 
when it comes to my turn, but I had to give myself some rules. Otherwise, I couldn't have done it. Yeah. Because like you say, you could have, fucking hell, you could just choose anybody. Mm-hmm. You could literally pick a name. Actually, I'm just starting to realise why this is a bad question. <laughs> no, you could just pick a name and then come up with the reason why you've chosen that person. So that's why, I, like I say, I gave myself some rules and that helped. I also think it's weird that like it's playing games with. So you start thinking to yourself, how big, like how important is that in the guests you pick? Yes, that's well. Uh, yeah. Do you know that's what I mean? The things that, uh, I would love to talk to Einstein. I yeah. would like to just, you know, mm-hmm. find no, no. out what he was actually like in real life. But am I going to sit down and play a fucking um... bibble bobble? <laughs> <laughs> everyone, <laughs> everyone, had, I suppose, had their own approach to it. So uh, that'll be interesting to see in their answers. Losing your shit with Einstein because he can't control it. Like, no man, I told you Einstein. X jumps. Circle blows bubbles. No, I'm player one, man, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Leave Why? the shoe, you motherfucker. <laughs> no, don't touch the, oh, the big, big fucking wheel. Oh. seen. Let's get started then. First up, we have Simon. Hello, Simon. I remember a guest many times. Mm-hmm. Originally a guest for no idea when it was a long time back. Might have mm. even been first year. First year of podcasting. We had a good long chat with him about his, obviously his history and gaming and stuff. I just say uh, anyone wants to listen to his podcast, War Stories. Absolutely, yes. Big that up, yeah. He's doing a week, uh, sorry, a year at the Tyneside Cinema at the moment, isn't he? Every yes. week he's releasing a, an episode talking about the film he's seen that previous week. So he's going to have 52 at the end. I said to him the other day, or the other week, because they're about 11 minutes, 12 minutes mm-hmm. long each. I'm going to binge them all. Uh, I think he's done about, how many has he done so far? Nine, ten, maybe. Yeah. So I'm going to binge them all uh, in in all in one because I like listen to podcasts like that. Listen to big long episode ones. after episode after episode. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't think it. Uh, like listen to the same because I get into like a. I like listening to a voice. I think a lot. If you, do you know what I mean? Like I think I, do. I think I could listen to them all in one, not in one sitting, but over a course of a week or two weeks mm. instead of waiting for it to come. You know what I mean? I don't know. So if you're looking at your your listens. The will spike <laughs> in December 20, 2018. We're going to go through the roof. Yes, but he 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 gave. I got plus five humor as a defense mechanism when he was born. That was his. The, sorry, I should say the first question. We'll, we'll talk about the characteristic. Did you get a skill point in? Right. So yeah. We'll, I'll go through all of them for everybody. Okay. So Simon, he said, got plus five humor as a defense mechanism. Sai. Uh, he said, cynicism. So you got plus one in cynicism. C- clarify what cynicism is. Well, being cynical about stuff and kind of... Oh, sigh. Of, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have thought it. <laughs> then you've got Terry. Actually, he, he gave a little a little message. Mm. Uh, so I'll read out his little message. Mm-hmm. Express communication from Zen. Hi, Lair Dwellers. It's Blast Pit here with my answer to the very hard questions posed by the Gonox Lair team. As the subject heading suggests, this is a quick communication, so I am unable to update you all on my life here on Zen. Gonark herself is waiting behind me with all eight holes gaping, and she uh. needs filled so needs must. In case you are interested, I now have eight cocks, but only one can be erect at any given moment. Okay? So... Okay. okay. <laughs> so he got plus one in coagulation. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll hear the rest of his answers uh, when we get to the next questions. Uh, Michael. Hi, Michael. 
Yari Pal. Right, I'm still reeling from that bombshell. <laughs> plus one correlation. He said he got plus five in imagination, balanced out by plus five, leave things till the last minute. That's what Michael got. <laughs> uh, Christian, he mm-hmm. got plus one in Pokey Bumwank. <laughs> oh, po- good old Pokey Bumwank. <laughs> Pokey Bumwank. The best way to spend your time. Yeah. So he must be really good at that. Mm-hmm. Kelly, she got plus one in laziness, definitely. I would agree with that one. You offensive, man. She, she she gave it. She actually wrote plus one laziness, definitely. Mm. But I will agree with that. Um, we know what mine is. Plus one procrastination. Yeah. Ross, what did you what did you get when you were birthed? Well, mine's t- technically a minus skill. But, but at the same time, I'll explain why it's actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a minus point in negativity. But I feel that that's actually a good thing because what happens is if you see the world in a shit way or in your if in your head there's somebody constantly saying, "Nah, I'd watch out for that," Uh it makes you a lot more cautious. But it's a hard power to get right because sometimes it can hold you back. As Celeste is teaching me the the (laughs) the delightful game for PlayStation. Okay, I would I would say that uh, I'm quite pessimistic about things as well. And but I, I would say it also can be beneficial, like you say, if you always kind of think of the worst thing that can happen when a good thing happens, you're like fucking hell. Yeah, woohoo, good. yeah. But also, you, I'll say if me and Kelly are planning to do something, I'll immediately go right. What can go wrong? <laughs> what could go wrong? How can we stop that? How can we stop those wrong things from happening? And it drives Kelly crazy. But then when we sort of avoid the bad thing happening again, yeah, uh, that's some grin. <laughs> I fought in Georgia. <laughs> like that. I, yeah, see that five-hour conversation about all the things that could go wrong yeah. was worthwhile. I bet you're glad. Because it didn't happen. You're glad to pack the first aid kit now, don't you? <laughs> Can you imagine? Because I've said it for five hours and nothing went wrong. Uh-huh. Well, then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. It's helpful. You're welcome. That's how I usually end it. <laughs> Let's move on to the next question then. Mm-hmm. We'll go on to the three people from history or present uh, you would like to play games with, alive or dead? Well, yeah. I mean, they would be alive. It wouldn't sit with the, it wouldn't be in a Bernie style. <laughs> but you know, they would, they would, they would be resurrected for that. Mm-hmm. So again, Simon, he said, "I'd like to play a word game with Shakespeare." Ah. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two with Tony, Tony Hawk's. Hawk's, and any game with Conan O'Brien because Clueless Gamer is hilarious. Now, I believe that's I've seen him. I think that's just when someone goes on and and. Shows him a new game that's coming out. I think he did one for Battlefield, actually. Right. Went before that came out. But was it Battlefield? It was a game that I was really excited for, and I remember him sitting there playing. Tomb Raider, one famous one, where right. I think he was dying a lot. There you go. It didn't Conan write? I'm sure he wrote for Early Simpsons. He did. Yeah, there's pictures of him in the in the the writing room. So there's evidence. Because <laughs> I I always listen. I go on about that podcast, Talking Simpsons, yep. and uh, they've just hit the first one he's credited with. Ah. T- t- uh, today, which is the one I was trying to explain to you, uh-huh. where um one of the. Where the Simpsons live, the next door neighbour moves, not Flanders, but just this old woman. And it's replaced with, like, um, a single mother. Right. And uh, Bart gets his first crush and stuff. Ah, right, okay. It's pretty good. I, uh, but the next one's Mr. Plough, so... Oh, man. Fucking hell, that's such a good episode. <laughs> is uh, Barney the Plough King? Is yeah, he is. Uh, class. It's Mr. Plough. That's my <laughs> name. My name again is Mr. Plough. Excellent. Sai. Speaking of animated shows, mm-hmm. Sai chose Trey Parker, 
Oh, nice. And that's, Matt Stone. That's very... Oh, I like that, yeah. Both of them. Imagine playing through the South Park games with him. Aye. Really, we should do a South Park special at some point, you know, because there's fucking loads of them. Oh, yeah, aye. That would be a good one. Uh, Dan Harmon as well, who created and produced Community and Rick and Morty. Oh, nice, yeah. That's a good choice. Mm-hmm. So, two animated features. Mm-hmm. Terry, last bit. Mm-hmm. He chose Alan Partridge. So he chose the character Alan In Partridge. In character, yeah. Uh, Jimmy Greaves, just to hear him say, it's a funny old game. Aye. And Dominic Diamond. That's a blast from the past. Right, isn't it? I per- personally didn't like the dude, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that made me think of Patrick Moore. Mm-hmm. Sir Patrick Moore. That would be an interesting one to have, possibly. But then I thought, ah. Right. <laughs> Michael chose mm-hmm. John McEnroe for the hilarious rage quits. Oh, class, eh? Uh, Michael from I'm Alan Portage, so another Alan Portage one there. Mm-hmm. Uh, would be funny to watch him playing first person shooter games. Right. <laughs> shoot, oh, and yeah. shoot and move. <laughs> and Richard Ayoade, when he said this, I was gutted. I thought, oh, that's a fucking class one. Yeah, it is. Because uh... he'd give unique points of view on game and stroke game elements that I won't have considered. But that's a really good choice. Aye. Do you ever watch Travel Man? Yeah. I uh, really like that. I think we're up to date with them all, actually. Mm-hmm. The special with John Hamm was pretty good, like, in well, Hong Kong. Yes. That's, I think, the last one I've seen. Oh, oh the Christmas, it was a Christmas special, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was a, a yeah. bit longer. Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're up to date. Uh, John Hamm's really funny. Yeah. Isn't he? Uh-huh. Like... He was in uh, uh, Black Mirror, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He's the most famous for Madman. Yes, Madman. Mad yeah. Christian. Mm-hmm. Christian said, "I'd play Michael Jackson's Moonwalker with Frank Black from the Pixies." <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sly Spy with Roger Moore. Okay. And uh, Road Rash with Princess Di. Get in. Uh, Kelly <laughs> Kelly said she would like to play games with Stephen Amell because he is my love because he is how do you love, feel that about that it was me that said it's my love alright so no uh, I don't mind whatever Fucking whatever it's never going to happen is it so it doesn't matter uh, <laughs> Jason Bateman because he is hilarious mm-hmm. and Paul Rudd lots of fun mm-hmm. which I think Paul Rudd would be over the moon for someone to describe him as lots of fun. <laughs> my name's Paul Rudd. I'm lots of fun. <laughs> I would put that on my... Uh, CV. Death Stone. Oh, Death Stone. Ross, what's yours, mate? <laughs> so I picked... Like, like me, have you got a massive list and then you had to choose only three of them? Um, I was just thinking as I was... You know, I didn't put a lot of time in it because it would have killed us. Really. I'm, that's absolutely fine. So, honourable mentions. I was, I was going to pick Charlie Brooker. These are honourable mentions. Charlie Brooker, right? Bruce Campbell, right? Yeah. But then I thought, I hate... I get really nervous if I was to meet, like, me heroes. Yeah. So, I thought, I'm going to go and just pick people who are dead. Okay. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, I thought, I'd like to play um, a horror survival game with HP Lovecraft. Oh, nice. You know, like, everything's... Well, there's that new one coming out, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Call of Cthulhu, is it? Yeah. I'd like to play either Street Fighter, Fai Long, or um, Law in Mm. Tekken with Bruce Lee. Nice. Also, these guys, you know, Bruce Lee and fucking HP Lovecraft, I'd love to just talk to them, you know? like fascinating, wouldn't it? And the last person I'd like to play Return to Castle Wolfenstein with Hitler. (laughs) Because you fight Hitler at the end. Right, see what he thinks. Is mm-hmm. that where his head peels off or explodes? 
No, that's um, Bionic Commando. Oh, yeah. He's a mech. Right, He's yeah, a yeah. mech. Mech, Mechzilla. <laughs> Hitler. Also, I could play um, that um, sniper game where you shoot him. Have you seen that? You know, the one with the really skeleton... Yeah, the detailed yeah. Uh, sniper elite. Somebody, like, shoots him in the balls, I yeah. think. Yeah, I would also just, you know, like to chat them. Yeah, like, what were you thinking? Yeah. What was, two fronts, man. Would you that's, do, that's where you went wrong. <laughs> would you do it again? <laughs> well, excellent. Thanks. Excellent, excellent choices. Uh, I, have a, I have some people that I didn't choose, and then I'll see who I did choose. Uh, I wanted to choose someone from huge from history, like Genghis Khan or, or Socrates. <laughs> right. You know Socrates? <laughs> no. Socrates. Oh, yeah. you're on first, yeah. like... Pally names with the guy. Just a Bill and Ted ref. Oh. Uh, just to see how much it would blow their minds, like seeing them watching these games. Mm-hmm. But then I realised it would be a kind of... I couldn't really be bothered with them just but, staring. Yeah, that would be infuriating. I'm of like a Stone Age man and they're yeah. trying oh, to... Oh. They're probably getting all like aggressive and weird and stuff, so I couldn't be arsed with that. <laughs> yeah. Then I thought about my, uh, my heroes and idols along with celebrity gamers, people who like, you could have like relevant conversation with and would actually enjoy the experience. They're the ones I went for. Mm-hmm. So, here's a few that I didn't choose. Right. Terry Pratchett. Ah, oh, yeah. He's one of my idols. He creates amazing worlds and he would appreciate each game for what it is. Mm-hmm. Douglas Adams. Ah, oh, yeah. He's got a very zany mind and I'd love to explore more of his ideas. Billy Mitchell. Mm. Yeah, uh, the cheetah. Uh, I just want to quiz him on why he's such a big cheating cheetah. <laughs> um, Jennifer Lawrence, because she's genuinely hilarious. And like other stuff as well. Oh, aye. Uh, <laughs> Carl Sagan. Imagine just chatting to him while playing No Man's Sky or something like that. Or a, a, a good game. A science fiction author would be... <laughs> <laughs> a science fiction author would be cool. Like, I'd love what, to... Um, like Philip K. Dick? Uh, yeah. Ah, yeah. That would be good. He lot- was nuts, so you know. Yeah, was he really? Uh, he had loads of issues. Uh, maybe not then. But a lot of his ideas realised in video games, I think, mm-hmm. have been realised since... Uh, it would be his thoughts on that. I think it would be pretty fascinating if yeah. he didn't murder us, like from what you said. There. I don't. N- no, he just had a bizarre mind, as you can. Appreciate. You, you would have to, wouldn't you, for like mm-hmm. to come up with shit like that. Kevin Smith, because no man can talk about nothing as concisely or for as long as he can. Yeah, get, get well soon, by the way. Mm-hmm. Seth Rogen and James Franco, the two of them at the same time. I think it'd be pretty a pretty good laugh if I smoked the doobies. The doobies. That's what you call them, isn't it? <laughs> Just <laughs> uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. So I think it'd be fascinating to, make, to hear what he would make of the games based on the world he's created. Mm-hmm. Probably fought the world load of balls. Mm, he's probably got fucking shell shock as well, hasn't he? Because he was in the war. Mm-hmm. What? What's that? You would say. Aye. Jessica Alba. Because he's apparently a big gamer. Uh, so that's why. Uh, not because of no. other, the other obvious reasons. And what about George A. Romero? His thoughts on the myriad zombie games out there would be interesting to hear, I think. Aye. Yeah. I'd want to strangle him for he's <laughs> the terrible fucking survival, survival of, the of the dead, which possibly ranks alongside Cloverfield. I'm going to stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> so what I actually went for, you said you were going to go for Charlie Brooker. I did go for Charlie Brooker. Yes, he'd be great. Uh, for his cynicism, cutting remarks, and his actual love for gaming. You do realise that he's been quoted as saying one of the greatest games of all time. Well, the greatest game of all time is Manic Miner. So you oh, would really? want to subject you to that. Oh, so that's absolutely fine. Yeah. That's the game that, that, that when you talked about, you said that the music had no melody. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was horrendous. So 
We'd, we'd, uh, we'd be able to veto a game each, though. So. <laughs> He's also a very big fan of Nintendo. Oh. And I know how much you like Nintendo. Can't change your mind. <laughs> Speaking of Nintendo lovers, Robin Williams. He's my second one. Right. For his energy, wit, intensity, and the fact his daughter is called Zelda. And my third one, mm-hmm. Mila Kunis. Ah, yeah. Because of her chilled vibe, cool attitude, and her feminine touch to the proceedings. <laughs> No, I think she'd be cool. Yeah. Apparently she's a big gamer. So there you go. That's oh, my sure. three. Nice. Good yeah. choices. Thanks, Mitch. finish off this segment with the iconic role recast which role couldn't or shouldn't have been recast and I've got a few people right brilliant not necessarily just past guests a couple other people as well mm-hmm. Ooh, quite a few actually let's get cracking smash them out Chris Dubbs mm-hmm. he said Jeff Bridges as Jeff Lebowski oh definitely I agree he was with born that, yeah. for that role I understand a lot of the clothes in that was actually his, oh, was his clothes yeah. apparently yeah. just rocked up with his own wardrobe hmm. No one else could come close to pulling that off with such stoner ease. Another one he thought of was Peter Weller as Robocop. I agree with that one totally, mm-hmm. yeah. He hasn't seen the new one, but by all accounts it's not good. And Robert Burke, who played him in Robocop 3, just wasn't getting it done. So there was a different... Yeah, what was there? I didn't Robocop know 3. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Robocop 3, there was also the Robocop series. And I don't know who what? played Robocop in the Robocop series. It's only like 10 episodes long. There's also a Robocop cartoon, believe it or not. Oh, believe it or not. <laughs> a Robocop cartoon? Mm-hmm. It was like but for the kids. about it was violence, though. Well, we'll cover that in the um, cartoon special. Yeah. I'm surprised I never heard of that. No, it's, it's a thing. Is that on Netflix? It's on that Watch Cartoons Online thing that mm-hmm. I told you about. It's shit. I wouldn't... I wouldn't... <laughs> All right, you've talked us out of it. <laughs> he had another interesting thought, he says, on that, actually. One which may end up being proven wrong. Fingers crossed. I was thinking no way could anyone beat Ron Perlman as Hellboy. Mm-hmm. But then remember David Harbour from Stranger Things is playing the big red guy in the upcoming reboot. Mm-hmm. Very, very interesting. Ron will take some beating, but Dave could possibly give him a run for his money. I agree with that, yeah. Um, 
Hellboy's a weird film. Um, I, I feel like I should enjoy it more than it actually. I love Ron Perlman, by the way, yeah. but I just don't really like the Hellboy movies. Like, no. I, I went to the cinema to see the first one. I didn't go with you, did I? No. Yeah, I we didn't have a special side. time, no. Yeah. We didn't have a special time and I didn't treat you to dinner beforehand. No, no. <laughs> did you <laughs> any yeah. It was a horrible day. Uh, no, I mean, I, I don't know. It's never. It was never a character I really knew anything about before the film came out. Now, yeah. That could be a strong thing, though. Like, yeah, you had no preconceptions. True. He just uh, Del Toro won Best Oscar, didn't he, for um, the The Shape of Water? The Shape of Water. Yeah. Right? Is that Guillermo Del Toro? Aye. Did he direct Hellboy? Yeah. Oh fuck! I didn't know that. I did. Mm. Cheeky link there, mate. Cheeky link. Thanks, boss. Chris. He said he's had a good think. Uh, Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones. We've had Young Indiana, which was a fantastic series by a fantastic actor. And we've mm-hmm. had the indie films with Harrison. Just can't be recast. Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones. I agree. My ex- The perfect example you give was Han Solo. Mm. And I would say Indiana Jones as well. Mm. He, there's something about Harrison Ford he, at that time period. He was so cool. Yeah. I mean, in the rebirth, uh, the reboot. No, sorry. In the sequel... Which I've never watched, you know. Um, what's it called? The Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull. Oh yeah, yeah. Weren't they like um, trying to get Shia? Shia LaBeouf is in it. Oh yeah. Wasn't he going to be like? Well, there's a thing where he picks the hat up at the end mm-hmm. uh, and goes to put it on, and Indiana Jones takes it off him. All oh, right, good. and that was sort of they were trying to. I I think they were trying to pass it on, but there's going to be another Indiana Jones film apparently. I uh, well. Mm. I think the magic of them films is they're just gone. Yeah, it'll just be all CG and it'll. Hopefully, just... they'll bring back the Nazis though, because everyone. Oh, I, I loved it. I mean, me and Hitler will be watching that. Me and Hitler <laughs> in your bunker. Yeah, Simon. He said, "I'd never, ever, ever touch the role of Woody in Toy Story." Fair play. That's Tom Hanks, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, like how Kermit gets revoiced all the time. I think if something happened to Tom Hanks, death stroke caught in the act of nonce. <laughs> <laughs> oh god please I know no. I'd please hear him no. if I found out he was oh, he's just fucking lush he I do, love him he does seem so nice uh, then I'd never want to hear another person play Woody Buzz fine Tim Allen's voice is very generic and could be <laughs> I love that how scathing that is yeah. Buzz fine I couldn't right. give a fuck about that but no one touched the Hanks Sai he said Douglas Quaid stroke Hauser no one else could make the noise he does when his eyes are bulging <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brilliant! Uh, you and Philip K. Dick could watch that and and y- yes, and that, see I, how it's got absolutely it. fuck all to to do with the book. Yeah. What we what we, what what was this? What was the thing in here? What was that idea? Yeah. Where was he from, Philip K. Dick? Um, somewhere in America. Oh, I right. well, what was this? I didn't see that. Oh Where yeah, it's going on. He's here? a wise guy. It's a walk in here. Uh, Terry. <laughs> this is a good answer this is probably the best answer out of all of them to be honest like. mm-hmm. and it came in uh, just earlier on Ron Jeremy in all of his iconic movie roles you can't replace him <laughs> Ron <laughs> Jeremy <laughs> you literally can't replace no some of the parts that he was in I would have went with Peter North instead aye the cum machine yeah uh, <laughs> the cum machine <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I like it. I don't know who he is. All right. Michael yeah. said... Uh, <laughs> come machine. Jack, Jack Burton and Snake Plissken couldn't be played by anyone but Kurt Russell. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Fair enough. The T-800 has to be Arnie. 
Fair play. Rocky always sliced alone, and I don't want anyone else trying to do Jack Torrance from The Shining. Uh, Have you seen, by the way, the, the video of Jack Nicholson getting into the getting into the, the mood no. for the act scene? It's class. He's like in the bedroom mm-hmm. just before he's about to do the scene. He's kind of like getting himself all worked up and stuff, and he's kind of dancing around with the axe and swinging it and stuff. He almost hits this fucking part of the production team in the face with the axe. He's like, oh. And he's like swinging it about, just trying to get into the mood of it. There's a fantastic yeah. documentary that I've never got around to watching. Actually, is it that? Well, am I getting it mixed up? I was thinking there was a documentary done by The Daughter, but then I'm starting to think, is it actually Apocalypse Now that I'm thinking of? Because yeah, there's a very famous documentary for that. Right. Just, was what? it called Apocalypse Then? I, I don't know. Christian said the role of Jack Carter, as played by Michael Caine in the film Get Carter, should never have even been suggested to be remade starring Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. He's a big man, but he's out of shape. Oh, I like it. For me, it's a full-time job. <laughs> it got bad. Now behave yourself. Fucking hell, that was awful, that. It was all right at the start, and then I just... Yeah. He's a big man, but he's out of shape. No, that's terrible. Inside my head, I can do all impressions. Do you, do you find yeah, that inside I, head? You can do but I've realised through, yeah. through it, you know, playing out in real time that it doesn't Speaking work. Speaking out loud, yeah, yeah. it doesn't go like that. Uh, Kelly should never recast Marty McFly and Indiana Jones. Fair play. Mm-hmm. Ellen. Hi, Ellen. Hello. Big fan of the podcast. She says, Robin Williams is Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, hello! That's Mrs. Doubtfire, isn't it? you never seen Mrs. I've never. I, it's a film that I know would just wind me up. Yeah, it would, like. He sets his tits on fire, for example. <laughs> for example. But, <laughs> is it his tits and if he can set them on fire? The flame retardant boobs. She said Keanu Reeves in The Matrix. He wasn't the first choice, though, was he? Was Will Smith. Enough. Will Smith uh, was going to play it, which would have been added, wouldn't have been good. He would have done the theme tune back then, wouldn't he? Wiki, wiki, wah, wah, west. Mickey Mickey Matrix, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wiki Wiki, take the pill. Wiki Wiki. <laughs> Jim Carrey, The Mask. Blondie, Stroke Man with No Name. What film's that from? Um, it's one of the Spaghetti Westerns. <laughs> Is it um, The Good, The Bad, and Ugly? Yep. Is Lee Van Cleef Blondie? Don't know. Never seen it. I know. I know, I know. You've just simply got it. <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. Oh, my God. Type it in a Netflix. It'll not have it, but they'll recommend that of now fucking... 4K TV uh, fireplace. Uh, <laughs> Christian Bale, American Psycho. Ah, uh, yeah. Now, Dave. Dave. Hi, Dave. You all right? Hello, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave, do you want to buy some pegs? He said Jim Carrey is Ace Ventura. Alrighty then. Oh my god. That was alright. That was too accurate. Like a glove. <laughs> All sorts. You must be the Monopoly guy. Oh, you sound actually a bit like him. Thanks very much. But I find him insufferable in them roles. People say that I've got quite a rubbery face. He's incredibly pretentious these days, Jim Carrey. Which is not fair for me to say because obviously he's found himself. Well, what's the documentary on Netflix about what happened when he made Man on the Moon? Yeah. You should watch it. It's fucking mental. Because he actually became... Actually, Ellen and Michael watched that and they fucking loved it. And they oh, I, should. I liked it. But I, I want to watch Man on the Moon first because I don't think I've ever watched it before. Properly. Yeah. Even though Sai claims that we've watched it together, 
which means we'll got halfway through and I fell asleep. Right. Dave says Christopher Lloyd as Doc Brown as well. Mm-hmm. And he also says Michael J. Fox as Marty McFly. And he also says Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. I think Indiana Jones was quite, quite a, a big, big one. one and Bruce Willis as John McClane. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker! That's a good... It's, it's anything where the role is so iconic. I mean, I could think of, like, Taxi Driver with, like, De Niro. You, you know? And- now, my question, which was... At what point does it become iconic? Should there be more than one film? For example, should it be a sequel, a mm. trilogy? Is that when you think... Ross is shaking his head. <laughs> I, I think there's too much of that nowadays yeah, where yeah. everything's got to be a trilogy or something. Yeah. Now, Sam, who is Dave's uh, wife, right. she said, Julia Roberts as Vivian Ward. What film's that from? Julia Roberts as... Vivian Ward. Is it Working Girl? No, that was Melanie Griffith. Right. Um... You're right, though. It's about, like, sex stuff. Is it... Uh, uh, pretty woman. Uh, the pretty woman, yeah. Walking down the street, pretty woman with the tits out. <laughs> I quite like that riff. Dun, 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 dun. Oh no, that's day tripper. <laughs> <laughs> day tripper. Day tripper. Martin, aka my uh, Bruda, mm. he said Mike Myers is Wayne Campbell. Party on, Wayne! Mm-hmm. Schwing! You don't like Wayne's World. I don't think Wayne's World would ever come back. Would no, it? it's too late. Uh, no, it's too late. Wayne's World. Skaven. <laughs> Skaven. They're from Warhammer. Vermintide. Okay. Mm-hmm. Carlos. He said David Bowie as the Goblin King. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dylan Moran in Black Books as Bernard Black. Uh, John Matushak as Sloth in Goonies. Here you go! <laughs> Baby woo. Right. This is the listener at home might not realise, but that's all me, you know. Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and Brandon Lee is the crow. Ha haven't said that though, they're actually remaking the crow. Are they? Yeah, I didn't who was in it? It's someone shit. <laughs> <laughs> but then it would be. Do you know there's a guy I hate Chris Pratt? I'm yeah. sorry if people like him, right? Mm-hmm. But I could see them remaking um, like Indiana Jones and casting him in it. Right. Because, ah, he's witty and funny. That's what people think about Well, him. you know who who essentially played an Indiana Jones character in another film? The Brendan Fraser in The Mummy. Oh, I would say he's a very similar sort of character. Them films. I know. He's, because um, he's fucking fell out with Hollywood, didn't he, for a long time. Mm-hmm. He was a bit messed up and stuff, but he's making a comeback now, which is good on him. Good for him. Go on, come on, Brendan, you can do it. (laughs) Yeah, we've all. I've got a Brendan Fraser um, tattoo and poster on me wall. I've got a T-shirt. It says, "Brendan Fraser, you're my (laughs) California man. I heart you. (laughs) I heart every inch of you. I choo choo choose you, and it's got a picture of a train on it." With his face on. <laughs> yeah, he is the train. It's like the picture, um, what's that Motorhead album? Is it Orgasmatron? Where Probably. They, so every Motorhead album has that picture, you know, the Motorhead symbol. Okay. And I think the train has that face. Right. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> so you just change that so it's Brendan Fraser's yeah, face. Yeah, 
That's, this is a goer. <laughs> You're welcome, Brendan. Yeah, mark it that, you bitch. <laughs> now, we've got a few from Empress Triple Chocolate X. It's been a while. Right, and I was oh, starting to think that you didn't exist. Yeah, and then I, and then I remembered that you did exist, and I thought you may as well send in some answers. Uh, she, she said, hey, guys. That's exactly what you said. Right. Like, and I hope she listens to that and uh, kicks off with us. Don't give a shit. Don't wow. Care. Do you Come have that kind of bro. relationship with her? Like, you just want some... It's a love-hate. Mm-hmm. She loves me. Mm. I hate her. <laughs> no, joking, joking. Oh, please, please stay in touch. She said, Chris Tucker is smoky from Friday. Ever seen that? No. Me neither. Oh, I have, yeah, years ago. Me neither, so it's not relevant. I was having a doobie. <laughs> Will you? Ah, oh, the doobie. You ever heard the doobie brothers? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Musicians and that. Eddie Murphy is Prince Akeem from Coming to America. Oh, me mate Craig I am fucking Prince loves that film. Yeah. Is, is that a Christmas film? I don't know. I don't like it. Okay. Sorry. Al Pacino is Tony Montana. Say hello to my <laughs> Yeah. He is, that film, he chews everything so much. It's funny, but... He reminds me so much of one of my old managers from the restaurant. Like, when I used to work in the fucking house. So much like him. Say hello to my friend. Uh, Here comes the pain. Oh, that's from Kalito's way, isn't it? <laughs> you Here think you're big time? You're going to die big time. Excuse, <laughs> Here excuse comes me, guys. <laughs> Here comes the pain. Yeah. Excuse me. Sorry to put in. <laughs> Here comes the pain train. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser's face. Hi, guys. I can't talk. All right. <laughs> Kathy Bates is Annie Wilkes. From, oh, yeah. Um, misery. Yep. Uh, Anthony Hopkins is Hannibal Lecter. Oh, now that's contentious because, yes, because in do. my eyes, I think Brian Cox, not the... Uh, no, not the, hello, let's talk about yeah. the universe. Wow, that's good. Yeah, thanks. Um, the Brian Cox in Manhunt. Is it Manhunt? The Yeah, I think so. Dra- was Dragon was one of them. Well, what about... Um, the 80s one. Doesn't Mads Mikkelsen play him in, oh, in Hannibal? Is Mads that, is that who he plays? I've never seen yeah. it. Is that who he plays? Actually, uh, to be honest, people who played him have all been pretty cool. Mm, well... But, I mean, this is an opinion-based question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just so happens that your opinion is wrong. Empress Triple Shot. <laughs> Glenn Close is Alex Forrest. Fatal Attraction? Yes. She was so scary in that. Like, yeah. psychopath. Is that the bunny boiling? Yeah, it's the, you know, you have a one-night sandwich when you want to bin them. Perfectly all right from a man's yeah, point of, course, of view. Yeah. What's the problem with that? Yeah. If, but every, this crazy woman... Every damn week, don't <laughs> tell the wife. My wife. Why is she going down my the wife. street with her back? Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. As Penguin. Danny really? De- that's an odd choice, Isn't that it? Yeah. That's a funny I one. I just fucking going. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Stop asking us this question. I'll read fine whatever Danny DeVito. <laughs> Danny DeVito. <laughs> um, sounds like a supplement, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I was talking... thinking like Viscount Biscuits. Oh, oh, God, remember that. Danny DeVito. I want a Viscount. He's got his face on it. <laughs> you and can then, see a theme now. <laughs> and then Brendan Fraser comes in. <laughs> yeah. You uh, get them on the Brendan Fraser train. Uh, the Brendan Fraser hype train. <laughs> Jack Nicholson is Jack Torrance. There you go. He's been mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Earlier on, we talked about that. Thank you very much, Empress Triple Chocolate X. Stay in touch. Yeah, I... Sorry that we're a bit yeah, mean, but... A, bit, a little bit derogatory, but I apologise on behalf of Ross. Speaking of Ross, there he is. What are your answers? Um, well, I've said, like, the classic one for me is is Indiana Jones. Okay. And I would say, like, iconic roles, like, 
De Niro in, like, you know, the classic movies like Raging Bull mm-hmm. and uh, The Godfather. You know, anything like that. Right. I, cool. I think why remake these films in the first place. Uh-huh. But Christian was right with, like, Get Carter. You know, putting Sylvester Stallone uh-huh. as that role. And then totally changing the whole storyline. What was the point in that? Mm-hmm. So you've got all them sort of problems. I haven't seen the remake of Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's no Bruce Campbell type character in it. Like, no Ash okay. character. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I would say you can't recast yeah. because he's amazing. Mm-hmm. That was actually one I was going to mention, So, I, I, but I, I hadn't really thought you were going to mention it. I knew you would. Yeah, I um, I mean, there's there's a few... The dude, yeah. Lebowski, was a yeah. good one. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, there's a lot when you think about it. Mm-hmm. What, what about, actually, just what I'm thinking now, you would think that maybe Francis McDormand's character from Fargo. But then, I think... The series, a TV series, she did a really good job because it was. A, I know it was essentially a different story, but it was pretty much the first uh-huh. series of Fargo was pretty much the film. The the pennies not dropped, and I didn't realize it was that character. <laughs> it was <laughs> essentially it yeah. was yeah. It was like a female uh, police officer, uh-huh. pretty much the same. She was pregnant in both as well. I'm I'm, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I think maybe, uh, but yeah, it was kind of the same sort of the same. She was basically playing her. Well, he has another like. The Fly, which in itself is a remake, mm, yeah. but I'm talking about the one with Goldblum in. Uh-huh. Could you recast him? No. No? No. You, you just, Kurt Russell in The Thing as well. I thought he was fucking brilliant. That's a remake as well, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. But it, the thing is with, with the... Because The Thing we'll talk about in the next the next segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, potentially, maybe, stick around, listener. Uh, the... <laughs> the... The way that they did that whole timeline with the different movies and stuff is the original thing from like the fifties or whenever it was. Yeah, yeah. Is that they don't the, the the one with Kurt Russell? They don't include that. They don't sort of refer to that. No. So the the one with Kurt Russell that is actually a remake because mm-hmm. every everything else that they've made is like an extension to it. So the latest one that came out that was actually set after the the was events like of that. We had prequel. Aye. There was a, there was the well. That's right. Sorry, yeah, it was the, because the, that the, one was the prequel. Yeah, they referred then, to the Norwegians. Yes, and there was another thing which we'll talk about in the next part, which was technically a sequel. No, oh, I'll say no more. Oh, all right. Yeah, mm. no, I remember. The penny has <laughs> dropped. Are you on board? Yeah. So I said a couple. Mm-hmm. I, I did say Arnie is Douglas Quaid as well. Uh, look what happened when they fucking put Dafty. Dafty. I've Daffy never. I've never watched it because I. What's the point? <laughs> like, what is the point in it? This has come from a guy who watched fucking Cloverfield. Yeah. yeah. I could have easily... There'll be a... Let's talk about multiple timelines and something. So, There'll be someone in a multiple timeline that didn't have to watch that film because someone else told him not to watch it because it's a load of shit. The sliding doors uh, concept. What a great film. Uh, so do you want me in the future, if you ask, should I watch this film, and uh, I just recommend a film that's slightly less... If uh, it was slightly shitter, a uh, slightly less shit. Sorry, if would it's that be... so shit like that, uh-huh. you must have been no, certain I, I would have hated it to that level. <laughs> so I sensed you might have done like. Oh, sensed. <laughs> but then I, I thought we'd get at least 15, 20 minutes. Well, then I'll find that cruel. <laughs> Fuck it, man. Uh, <laughs> Arnie is T eight hundred as well. I said uh, such an iconic image in frame that they create recreated him using CGI in the latest one, didn't they? Do Do you know the thing with the Terminator, right? So this is a kind of connected to this conversation, because another good example is Ripley, like mm. um, 
Sigourney Weaver. Excellent example. I feel that these franchises are so big, they don't need them characters in them. Mm-hmm. In Alien, the Alien movies, I don't, I, for ages, I thought, you don't need a Ripley character. Mm-hmm. Well, why do we need the Ripley character? Mm-hmm. It's, it was so hard that the hoops were jumping through to try and include her in the stories. But then Resurrect when they them. did get rid of the Ripley character, the movies turned absolutely balls. Well, it, it, this, the pattern is, as soon as you get rid of the character that the entire franchise is based around, mm-hmm. what do you do? You have to go to a, like a prequel or, or reboot it entirely. Have you noticed that? Yeah, but the, the thing with Alien, like... Because they get to the end of Ripley's timeline, essentially, and what do they do? They, they tell the story of them finding the, the very the, before the first film. Ah, uh, yeah. That's what they do. And what they're doing with, with uh, they get to the end of Han Solo's timeline, spoiler, and what do they do? They tell a story from his past. And they tried doing that with the uh, Terminator, didn't they? With that Genesis, yeah. which was terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they just get to the end of the timelines of these, these characters that the they can't move on from. Mm-hmm. So they have to essentially kill them off like in every one of the fucking franchises. Mm-hmm. Terminator won the fuck though because how can they kill them off? They can't. I, I find it tiresome that they have to keep putting them in their movies though. Mm-hmm. They, they, they've got so stupid the Terminators though that they're now just not... Why not just remake... Like remake the first one? It's uh-huh. not going to be good for me because I love the first film. Yeah. But it's better than the... We've said this before on the podcast by the way. Mm. So it's all ground but... I did, speaking of Terminator, I said Robert Patrick actually is a T-1000. I thought he was just oh, he was so good. Class, yeah. So weird looking. Uh-huh. Is he, like, he really was strange looking, wasn't he? Yes, I... He was, ah, he was interesting. Um, my mother suggested Christopher Reeve's Superman. Oh, yeah, I... yeah. Even though he's been recast since, I thought that was a good shout. Mm-hmm. And actually, her uh, uh, good friend, shall we call him, Dominic, he, mm-hmm. he suggested... <laughs> He suggested... Uh, I'm not even touching that one, Tom. <laughs> he suggested uh, Get Carter as well. Aye. It's a very good um, example, that one. Like. Mm-hmm. What about Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker? Oh, uh, yeah. Just pretty much all of the Star Wars cast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Aye. Um, I said Michael J. Fox as well, and Bruce Campbell, and also Ian McKellen as Gandalf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think he is... I thought Aragon, um, yeah. what's he called, Viggo uh, Mortensen, was yeah. great. Okay. Yeah, and Malcolm McDowell is Alex from Cartwright Orange as well. Oh, definitely, that's yeah. a really good one. Yeah, okay. like how into the role he is. Yeah. But then again, I'll. And what's so stinking uh, about it's it? A stink- <laughs> <laughs> that was again. That was me. That wasn't a soundbite. For me, making any. Of the Stanley Kubrick movies, remaking any of them would just be total sacrilege. Mm. Like, why would you do it? But they did try and remake Ben-Hur, didn't they? Just recently. Yes. But re- Ben-Hur, his version of Ben-Hur in itself is a remake, but it's fucking Stanley Kubrick. Mm. Few less horses died in the remake, I would imagine. Ah, uh, they'll probably just have a computer. No, just like, they'd been working on Battlefield 1, they're just like, all right. <laughs> Got loads of spared horse CGI yeah. for you. So that's it. That's the end of the questions. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for su- submitting them. I really do appreciate it. Yes, it's always you. nice to get a bit of feedback. Mm-hmm. I know we make jokes and we, we tear them apart a little bit and we make you feel little and stupid. But please keep them coming in.
Hello, Tom. <laughs> Hi, mate. You're right. So now we're going to talk about an iconic console. I really like that. I really like that. Oh, did you? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so we're going to talk about an iconic console that we both had. Yeah. So it takes that box. Mm-hmm. And it's the PlayStation 2. Yeah. One so console. Yeah. Aesthetically pleasing. Reliable. You know what it looked like? Actually. Actually, you know what it looked like thinking about it? The art design of Half-Life 2. You know the buildings? Ah, yeah. It looked a bit like that. The black jagged sort of, Mm -hmm. the ribbed sort of kind of vents. Looked a bit like that. And in turn, Dishonored. Yeah. Thanks. I I liked how quiet it was. Like, I mean, after the 360 was so loud. I know that was the next generation. It was the first, I remember what was on the things. It was the first console or the first gaming system I've ever had that had a fan and that blew me mind. I was like, oh my God, is it a fucking fan? It, it's weird. It was quite forward, like an advance from the PlayStation 1. But in yeah. a lot of terms, it, it it stuck to some old fashioned tropes. Like it still had memory cards. So yeah, like the, eight megabyte, wasn't it? the Xbox had come out and it had a hard drive in. It didn't have a built-in modem, which uh, the Xbox did have a built-in modem. Mm-hmm. Um, the controllers were what an extension of what had already come out. Like the Shock, Dual Shock Two, wasn't it? Maybe. Yeah. Well, I had a lot of issues with them because it was the advent of first-person shooters as well, like getting mm-hmm. more and more popular, and they were using the tr- like the triggers mm-hmm. and them joypads just weren't strong enough that yeah. I had to open up one and glue one and that was a complete nightmare yeah. I remember playing Grand Theft Auto 3 mm-hmm. while he's trying to fix it um, if you opened them up you just paused it like I, I was trying to see if everything oh, to see if it worked yeah, yeah so um, I remember I was in this alleyway and I saw all the different types of weather that that game could produce <laughs> because it took his fucking ages <laughs> but if you opened up them joypads the, the um, on the trigger well, the the same the bumper buttons, they're on just these tiny little bits of plastic, uh-huh. and they were bound to do, like get broken. Yeah. Um, well, that's the thing between the the PlayStation and the Xbox. The, the Xbox had like proper nice chunky triggers. I loved the original Xbox controller. The Duke. It, the fucking it, it was massive, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I had big hands, so it was like great for you me. Certainly do. Thanks. <laughs> so no, it, leave it there. <laughs> So, whereas the first uh, PlayStation had CD, we're now yeah. on a DVD. So, it had a DVD player. So, if oh, anyone yes. didn't have a DVD player, it had a quite shit DVD. <laughs> um, it was Scott, which yeah. I don't think... Oh, no. The PlayStation 1 was Scott as well. Right, yeah. So, it was backward compatible, which I yes. thought was brilliant. Uh, so not all of the uh, so I had a I was one of the rare people who had a mouse for the PlayStation One. Oh, for Command and Conquer and that. Uh, yeah, for Zed. Yes, but it didn't work on the PlayStation Two, so it mm. had some some issues with some of the um, peripherals. Yeah, like PlayStation One joypads wouldn't sometimes work on right. the PlayStation yeah. Two. Um, I'm trying to condense what I mean. It was an iconic, one of the most successful consoles of all time. It's fantastic. I remember when I got it. I won a competition. Well, it wasn't a competition. It was a we used to do this fantasy Formula One thing. Uh, as a family. And oh, you rigged and it, yeah, I remember. That. <laughs> and uh, I, I won it amazingly enough, and got the money. And I went to town. It was the day after my eighteenth uh, birthday party, mm-hmm. I think it was. And I went to town with some friends and bought me PlayStation Two. Got four games, and I think maybe it's even two or three of them are on this list. Brilliant, yeah. 
But yeah, it was fucking amazing console. I think it was the first console I'd bought out of my own money. Yeah, same here. I mean, oh no, I bought the SNES with my own money because I, I sold me Amiga and mm-hmm. I bought a SNES. Well, my PlayStation 1 was a, a Christmas present. I mine was, I. Uh, so yeah, the PlayStation 2 was the first one I bought by myself. And then the Xbox, you convinced me, essentially convinced us. You didn't say, oh, you should get one. Mm-hmm. But you, from playing yours, that made me want to get the Xbox as well. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a weird... You know, it took me fucking ages. I, I got my Xbox when there was like an Xbox shortage and it took me fucking ages to find one. Uh-huh. And it was um, an acquaintance told us where I could get one in, in the Metro Centre or something and they took us up and got one. It took us ages to find them. I was phoning up shops and going, have you got the Xbox? But we're not talking about the Xbox now. Sorry, we're talking about PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. I had no problem getting one of them. It was, uh, it was, what was that game shop called? Not game... Electronics Boutique. Ah, yes. That's uh, where I got my PlayStation 2 from. What a retro... Like, you'll never get shops called that anymore. Oh, it was a good shop. Get fucking... What's-his-name's Bazaar and stuff like that in the Metro Centre full of shit. Uh, Hawkins Bazaar. Hawkins? I think that's what it's called. Stephen Hawkins Bazaar. R.I.P. I can't remember what game I got free with the PlayStation, but I remember one of an early games that I, I did enjoy intensely was lent off you you lent me um code veronica okay yeah and code veronica doesn't make me top 10 but it, i would put it in an honorable mentions mm-hmm. because it was a it was an extension of the old-fashioned type of resident evils yeah it was the, the tank like the fixed camera controls yeah it just felt bigger and it, it felt prettier because I, it was the first time i'd stepped up to the next mm. that like, is the one that uh, that was actually one of the first games i got on the playstation 2 mm-hmm. that was the one that had that really irritating protagonist antagonist didn't it i think it, so yeah he's still laughing shit mm-hmm. like that can i just say actually because we're going to go we're going to do honorable mentions first aren't we yes before we do a top 10 before we do do that i just want to say that Later in the PlayStation 2 generation, I started buying games on the Xbox, the original Xbox, mm-hmm. instead of on the PlayStation 2, because in my opinion, they looked well. I think in a lot of people's opinion, they did actually look and perform a bit better on the I Xbox. I agree, yeah. So there's quite a few games that I probably would have got on the PlayStation 2 that I didn't. So mm. when we get the Xbox top 10, uh, we'll talk about them. But I also started playing World of Warcraft on the PC, on mm-hmm. the laptop, and started ignoring console gaming for quite a time, unfortunately. So as a result, I didn't finish very many of the games on the Xbox and the PlayStation 2. Yeah. So that, unfortunately, does impact on some of my decisions. Some of the tough decisions. There were some tough decisions I had to make, Ross, okay? And I hope you stick with me and support me in those tough decisions. Well, with that kind of regard, when I've been looking at um, making these tough decisions, as you've just said... Did you make some tough decisions as well, Ross? I did, yeah. Okay, I'll be with you for those. I'm, I'm with you, mate. So I'm just, I've got a little list here of games that I wish I'd played because oh, back then, nice, nice place to start. money was kind of like valuable. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, money was, back then money was worth more than it was. Well, when I was a kid, a quid was worth loads. Yeah. Right. So, so through various reasons, here's a few games that I wish I had played. Mm-hmm. Um, any Ratchet and Clank game. Oh, yes. But I got... A remastered version of a Ratchet Clank game free for the PlayStation 4, so I will be playing it. Mm-hmm. So I'll see what the, all the hype was. Manhunter 2, it just came out too late. What, what's that one? Manhunt 2. Manhunter oh, sorry, Manhunt. The, the, yeah, the Rockstar one. Yeah. Right, okay, yeah, sorry. It just came out too oh, did late. Did you not play that? No, I got it for the Wii, but I then lent it out. Oh, and plus, okay. how shit Wii games look, I don't know yeah. if I will want to play that particular yeah. game. 
Uh, Psychonauts, it's a Tim ah, yes. Schafer game that everyone says is good. But it's on PlayStation 4, so I could oh, get right. that. Uh, Wipeout 3 and Wipeout Fusion. I am playing Wipeout Fusion now, but Wipeout 3, I think that was one of Christian's Desert Island games. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. I love 2097 so much. I don't know why back in the day I didn't go yeah. on to them. Same with Colin McRae's games. Probably I love Financial. Yeah. Bully, it came out too oh, late. Yes, um, Dragon Quest, it was hard to find, but it's mm-hmm. meant to be an immense RPG. Dragon Quest. Uh, it's like that? loads of them. It's like Dragon Quest 7 or something. It's like, oh, right, okay. So it's, it's a not, Japanese, um, like. What's that other one called about dragons? Uh, Dragon Age Orange. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. Or Dragon Age. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful Joe 2, I've got Beautiful Joe 1. Yeah. And I loved it. Um, Beyond Good and Evil. Oh, yes. It's a cult classic that everyone... There's ah, a sequel coming out. I've got that on my Xbox. It was free games of gold, but Beyond Good and Evil HD. Brilliant. But yeah, there's a new one coming out, I, which looks crazy. Will you be playing that then? I will Because oh, I would yeah, like yeah, to hear yeah. what you think about it. Yeah, I will do. Okami, which is like um, Konami, I think it is Konami, where it's... Um, you're this dog, but it's it's all about folding and stuff like that and the combat it's got a unique art style to it i remember when it came out it's again it's available on playstation 4 i remember when it came out i just didn't like the look of it but i think in sometimes i I had a bit of a close when you're paying a lot for these games sometimes you're easily put off Uh, god hand what was that sorry i was gonna say that's that's the thing like i was we were talking earlier on how uh how i've got to really convince myself to uh, buy games. Mm-hmm. Were we talking about that? We yeah, were yeah about we were when you picked them four games up that year. Yes, thank you. Well done. Uh, I've got to really convince myself to spend like fucking £14 on a, on a game and stuff like that. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Like, yeah. The thing that I probably love more than anything in the world is gaming. My wife included. Uh. Um, <laughs> not me dog though, I love her, she's class. Mm. But yeah, you've got to really kind of convince yourself and uh, it's a shame to have any sort of regrets like um, the last two, there's a one called God Hand, which w- it came out really late. It's a, like a fighting game that's like a lot of people say is good. Is that in that video you sent me the other day? The it was. I'm I don't sure think. All right, and a one called Gungrave, which that was. We watched this video by this. Like, it looked nuts, didn't it? That game. Aye, it was like about moving really fast and and. It uh, just looked right up my what, street. What was God Hand about then? Because I'm sure that was as well. God Hand's like this fighting game, but I think you can um. What makes it kind of unique is I think you can kind of um hit people's you can go for certain body parts yeah. and stuff. I think it I'm sure it's the person who made Resident Evil 4. I'm sure right, okay. he, yeah. that's what he made yeah. next. So that's basically games I wish is so if anyone's played them and want to mm-hmm. get in touch and explain why they're so great, because the reason I mentioned them is we've watched a few videos to jog with memory mm-hmm. and they're games that have turned up. That in these lists, yeah. and I've always thought, for fuck, yeah, <laughs> cool, excellent. So you've got honourable mentions on top of that, yeah. Yes, and I've also got another two little lists. Okay, um, I've got. So before we go into honourable mentions, I'll just say the PlayStation Two was not the best. Like I played a few, well, three games that I played that I could think of top of my head that. I really enjoyed them, mm-hmm. but they weren't the best versions of them games. Half-Life, I, that's how I played Half-Life, but I also played it on the PC at Terry's. Okay, right. And it was miles better on the PC. It right. had all the DLC, 
Well, it wasn't DLC then. Oh. So you could play like Blue Shift. Blue Shift, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it had the online mode Mm -hmm. and the graphics looked better, ran better. It it was back then, first person shooters were still toying with the control pads. So it kind of enjoyed the mouse keyboard, you know, kind of felt good. DSX, I love DSX games. I, I would like to talk about them at length on on a pod on the podcast. I just recently got a free one, the newest, the latest one. Yeah, I got, got a free, free. On games with gold, human something. The Revo- thing is, evolution, revolution, or something. It didn't get a very good mark that, but then I watched an LG BT. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just filled in the blanks. You know that dude, Lazy Gamer. Re- oh yes, I. Uh, I I watched a review of his, and he said it's. The storyline isn't the greatest, but the mechanics of the game is really good. Right, okay. So I'll be going to that. But Deus Ex on the um, PlayStation, man, was it ugly mm. and really hard to control. But I still love that Invisible game. Invisible War. Is that the first one? I've got I've got Invisible War on the Xbox. Original no, Xbox. that's different oh, on right, the okay. Xbox. Right. That one's a lot better. Okay. Like the way it runs mm-hmm. and looks. This thing's rough as fuck. It's the it's a conversion of the classic game, right? But the PC's where to play it. Mm-hmm. And the last one, Age of Empires two. Oh yeah. Like I liked Age of Empires two, but playing it with a control pad, it's fucking. I had, I had Age of Empires two on the PlayStation two, and yeah, uh, it was it, its failing was the controller. Mm-hmm. I agree. Cool. Yeah, smashing. What was that? The two list. That was that was me list of just games. I've also got a one where I'm like, anyone remember? So they don't really fall into like an honourable mention. Mm-hmm. I just want to bring them up. Go for it. So the Warhammer 4000 Fire Warrior game. Right. It was a first-person shooter, which made it odd was you didn't control the humans. Mm-hmm. I quite enjoyed it. It's not fondly remembered, though. <laughs> um, the Punisher game. Oh, yes. Which it's like... Was that a PlayStation 2, was it? Yeah. Fuck, I thought it was 360 or something. So the Punisher game Jesus. looks like Max Payne. Yeah. But you can kind of do these like... Um, is, it, is it sort of environmental kills and stuff like that? You interrogate what? people. Right. Okay. And at one point, you like threaten to feed someone to a shark. Oh, yeah. It's it got dre- a freaking laser beam on its head. <laughs> he jumps the shark on a motorbike. <laughs> the thing about the game is it really suits the Punisher character. Because uh-huh. it's really dark. Yeah. Uh, the Medal of, Medal of Honor Allied Assault. I've now just remembered that was the first game I got for the PlayStation 2. All right, with okay. the Normandy landings and stuff. All right, okay. I actually preferred the PC version that Terry had, mm-hmm. that he struggled to run on his PC at the time. It just had a bigger scope. Now, that was was that not Medal of Honor Frontline? Is that what it is? Yeah, because I've got that in my honourable mentions, actually. Right. Sorry, then. No, no, that's what, uh, you Apologies, accepted. I made a mistake. <laughs> let's get on. Let's move well, I'll on. just quickly mention, because we, you've mentioned it there, mm-hmm. that was the one, like you say, the opening level is, could be one of the most iconic in gaming. Aye. Normandy land. Really. Have you seen you it, now? it now? Yeah, yeah. I'm shit. Uh, <laughs> but I'm aware that that's actually later on in the PC version, isn't it? It's it not is, yeah. Yeah, which is weird. Terry had the demo at the start, and it felt more open-worldy, now I don't know, like, now. Mm-hmm. But do you remember when the Medal of Honor games were good? I know you you mentioned yeah. you were one of the rare people who played through the one on the 360. Uh, but the reboot. The one for the PlayStation, the original two... The, the original two ones, yeah. uh, Medal of Honor 1 and 2, mm. they were class for the time mm-hmm. on a console. I mean, Rising Sun's the best one, I'm sure you'll agree. Yeah, Rising Sun, you my get God. That shotgun Anyone remember ones. that? <laughs> uh, Getaway, 
Um, it's not on me honourable mentions or anything, but it was rough and clunky, but it had something about it. it had the getaway? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's actually on my honourable mentions. All right, yeah, cool. Yeah. I said it was a, a lot of potential, but limited tech restricted it because it was supposed to be <laughs> photorealistic London. Yeah. It wasn't. I Like you, like you say, the, the, the vehicles felt really heavy, and mm-hmm. like when they crashed, it made this crunching sound, which was really like... But all the, they all had number plates as well. I thought pretty cool. the gunplay was uh, was quite. Mm. It was barbaric yeah. and and it, it had something about it that game. I finished both of them as well. And, and oh, the, did you Black Monday as well? Was the yeah. second one? Yeah, I had them both. I, I'm pretty sure I finished the first one. It felt really gritty, like, but it was following on the coattails of like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels and uh, Snatch and stuff like that. It was like that sort of London. I'm sure. The one of the guys from Lockstock voiced like the big bad guy from the game as well. You might be right on that one. Mm. Uh, the conflict games. I was talking to you. To- taught me about uh, yeah the other night, didn't you? So the the what the first one I played. So there was five in the series. Jesus, but only four. What well four were on the PlayStation Two. Right. One actually went on to the next generation. Right. It's a four player squad based like shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, you control specialists. So like the example is. Paul Foley is one of them. He's a sniper medic. You swap through them all and we played it like split screen. I, I, I've, it's weird. You were telling us about this the other night when we recorded the head to head and I've got it's so I'm so close to having a memory of it. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't quite got a memory of it but I'm so close to having one. I remember you could there was a one level that I remember I was playing where it there was a a place to attack, like a, a camp, uh-huh. and you could kind of like choose a way of going in there, mm-hmm. like going there, which was quite unique for the time. And there was vehicles in it, so I remember we're driving a jeep with mm-hmm. you on the guns, right. which again is quite unique for yeah. the time. Yeah, they were they were okay. They're not going to hit the honourable mentions because uh-huh. they were just what they were. Uh, Blood Omen 2, I had a soft spot for that game. Yeah. It was a prequel to like the legacy of Kane. And lastly, that Rogue Trooper, which I mentioned in the yeah. previous one. Okay. Uh, it was all right for what it was. Cool. So, so there ones, anyone remember them, guys? Hey, does anyone remember those games? <laughs> Let's move on to honourable mentions then. Yeah. Shall I go first? Yes, definitely. First of all, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell. So these games are games that didn't quite make it onto my top mm-hmm. 10. Essentially. Essentially. So this is Ross's favourite game type, obviously, Splinter Cell. Aye. Uh, I thought Sam Fisher, the main character, was a great character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope they return to the series soon. Rumours that they will this year. Right. Watch this space. Sweet. Or watch Ubisoft Space. Uh, in this one, he was sent to Georgia as part of the third echelon to essentially prevent World War Three. He does a pretty good job of it as well. The graphics and lightning in this game blew my mind. Yeah. However, they did look a lot better on the Xbox. I was going to say that, to me, is a synonymous game with the Xbox. Yeah. That and uh, Thief, for some reason. Yes. I don't think Thief came out on the on the no, PlayStation, but it was one of those games where I, I always thought of when I seen the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked, Thief looked great on the, on the original Xbox. It's that's a, That was the difference. I don't want it to become like PlayStation 2 versus the original Xbox, but the lighting was one of the big differences. The original Xbox was just more powerful than the, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. than the PlayStation 2. I did like the slow apo- approach in those games and doing the split jump. You could do the split oh, jump. Uh, I yeah. fucking loved that. It was really hard to do, though. So if you're, go- if you're talking about um, stealth games, 
I'll hit one back at you. I'm not a big fan, but Manhunt. Okay. Ah, I, I love that game. Yeah. Like it was so dark. It was. It, it was horrendous. It's uh, you lent me it, and I remember going through it. Mm. It reminded me of Warriors because yeah. the game kind of changed tack later on. It was less stealthy and it was more gunplay, mm. but I still thought it had a barbaric, like gritty. It was like a snuff movie. Yeah, uh, it was horrendous. Some of the kills. Mm-hmm. Prince of Persia: Sands of Time. I was not a fan of the uh, Prince of Persia games. I the, the, this one I really liked. I got the second one, Warrior Within, and. Um, they, they try to make it too gritty, like too uh-huh. I don't know. But there was a film. I thought I said it was it was a new take. Uh, sorry, yeah, a new take on a classic. Ah, yeah, a, quite a different because obviously that to make a third person, so mm-hmm. it was quite a different to the two D usual. Because Prince of Persia, I fucking love that game. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it. The prince. This is what happens. The prince unleashes a sandy curse on the kingdom, and he has to sort it out. Uh, I like the way you could traverse the environment. felt like an awesome kind of run across walls and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And the combat was very fun. It was kind of an early Arkham style almost. You know, the Arkham, uh, Arkham game? It was Assassin's Creed before Assassin's Creed because it's Ubisoft. Aha. Uh-huh. So you can see all the gene- like all the things. Absolutely, mate. That, yes, absolutely it is, isn't it? Because of all the climbing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, mate. Well done. Well done. Free run. Have a biscuit. Thanks. Cheers. <laughs> um, I loved. I did love the the time control element, which was then repeated in lots of different games, like Braid and shit like that. Nah, yeah, shit like that. But I thought the sequels, like I say, took themselves too seriously, and they tried to make the prince too angsty, like Spider Man Three. <laughs> um, <you ever laughs> Emo. Seen, <laughs> yeah. You ever seen the film with Jake Gyllenhaal? No, no, me neither. I've I finished it um, last year. Beautiful Joe. Oh L- yes. Lush. Not much to say because I, I talked about it on there. Yeah. Just a lush, like, two and a half D kind of platform type mm-hmm. combat game, which had a rewind and forward time mechanic. Go. You know, it's always nice to have those, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, 13? Oh, of course. I'd forgotten yeah. of the existence of that. So did you lend that off me, then? I did, yeah. yeah. I, I lent quite a few games off you. Yeah. That I thought that was a stunning-looking game with a very unique design, like the blam and stuff like that when you shot your weapon and, mm-hmm. and blew people up. And the three panels that would come up when you shot someone in the head. Yeah, like, to show, like, class. Huh? Was, I've never seen anything like that. And it was all cell-shaded. looked like a comic. Mm-hmm. Your character, Jason Fly, has lost his memory and is framed for murder. He needs to learn about his past. Voiced by David Duchovny. Aye. Uh, it was obviously, like I say, based on the comic, like a spy story. However, it was very frustrating at times. Oh, it, Ross? Well, it's synonymous for, in our eyes, of, of bad. Whenever you died, it sent you to this... Checkpoints. For and there was one in the one. ventilation shaft that goes down and... Please don't. Yeah. In memory. <laughs> Please don't. So a game, <laughs> honourable mention, Killer 7... It, oh, yes. It was so hard for me to actually get into it and get my head around it. That had a weird art style as well, didn't it? Oh, yeah. It had a weird everything. You were like a... You were schizophrenic in the game and you played seven different killers, but oh. it was technically you. Wow. Weird game mechanic. And Japanese, I, isn't it? Ah, yeah. Forgetting the... Is it... It's either Platinum or Clover who mm, made it. But sure. I was a fan of their style of games. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't finish it because I found it so hard to, mm-hmm. to actually know what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. Shadow of the Colossus. That's, yeah. that's made my honourable mentions. An intimate yet expansive adventure. Oh. I wrote that. 
Are you going to put that in the back of the box? Yeah, I followed that up with, this kid wants to revive a lass, has to kill the Colossite to do this. Uh-huh. So I kind of ruined it a little bit. <laughs> I felt sorry for the big beasties. Yeah. That's like the noise they made, wasn't it? So I'm I'm playing through that now on the PlayStation. Oh, yes, 4, you are, of course. Because yeah. I never finished it on the PlayStation uh, Two. No, I didn't. Uh, that that and for me, I call the the games that I respect more than I actually enjoy playing them. Mm. It's just it's the type of games I like. Um, so the return- type of games you respect more than you enjoy playing them. Is that what you? That's what you said, yeah. I I respect the game more than I enjoy playing them, yeah. Okay, so do you mean like the the fact that they went through the effort of creating the game, you respect that more than you actually get out of it? Is that what you mean? I, I like the design choices. Yeah, I think it's I think it's like higher. It's more noble than something like say Halo. Like uh-huh. what they're going for yeah. is the the pushing the medium mm-hmm. in a in a brilliant direction, but I just don't actually enjoy me time sitting in front playing them like I'm I'm playing Shadow of the Colossus because uh-huh. I've lent it mm. and I find it a, a frustrating experience it's laborious almost yes I, I'm, I'm almost like watching the clock as I'm playing mm. I'm like so I'm, is, it, is a piece of art you re- you think like good on you well done yeah. brilliantly created but you wouldn't you would have it on your wall but you wouldn't want to fucking touch it every day sort of thing I, I feel people who like these games are, are why they're picking them is the chief reason is because it is a piece of art. It's yeah. it like the it's an work experience. Yeah, the work on such a lush level, if you like them, but yeah. to me I find them a bit I just the negative sides of the of Shadow of the Colossus just rears its head all the time. Uh-huh. And I'm playing the remastered version. The camera angles. They're just wandering around lost a lot. Yeah. Do do you know what I mean? The obtuseness of trying to work out how to take down the each of the Mm. Enemies, Colossi. Just watching that that grab gauge. Yeah, it, that's what it comes down to. So once you've once you've killed one, you you know how to kill them all, sort of thing. Where ah, uh, but then you hit you hit one, and you're like, okay, how am I meant to get on this one? Uh, and at this point, I'm referring back to bloody walkthroughs because I can't be bothered. With it. <laughs> but at the same time, I sit there and I I respect it. Now, on certain levels, I'm like, wow, the art direction here, or like. The way that enemy looks or the way the environment is is amazing. Mm-hmm. Just don't find it as fun as other people. Fair play. Return the Castle Wolfenstein, you lend us oh, it. That's my next one as well. It's brilliant. Hey! It's goofy fun. Yeah. It's a surprisingly great game, I said. Yeah, I. Nazis have unleashed a horde of zombies and mummies, etc., and you are captured and have to escape the castle. I enjoyed exploring the castle because of all the little Me secrets. Too. Yeah. There was loads of secrets all over the place. The graphics weren't great, but it was enjoyable game nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a nice extension of of pushing a, um, a game forward. Yeah, like bringing it slowly forward. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really like the franchise. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the for the most part they've been uh, successful with the the Wolfenstein. You've games. enjoyed the latest ones, haven't you? Yeah, Have you played the Colossus one. Uh, what's that latest one called? It's got Colossus in the title. The as well. second one. Yeah, I haven't played the second one yet. What's it called? Something Colossus. I can't remember now. Something Colossus. I think it's Colossus. I didn't like the one on the three sixty though. No, I got. I had that as well. Um, what was that called? Uh, Wolfenstein. Was it New Order? Is that something? No, else? that was that was one the second <laughs> last one that came out. Right, that one was that's the one I like. Uh, the one in the three sixty. I've got that, and that was um, 
fuck, I can't remember what it was called, but it was, yeah, it wasn't very good. No. No. Enter the Matrix. All right, yeah. Yeah. That one followed the story of Ghost and Niobe, who were in the film. They kept going off and having little missions, and this game sort of told the story of their missions, so Mm -hmm. it kind of tied in with the films quite nicely. And it had little cutscenes, like stuff that wasn't in the film, like filmed like with the real actors and stuff. So it was well written and smart. I have this weird love affair with the Matrix games. Like I seem to like them all. Oh, nice! Yeah, they obviously haven't released one for fucking a long, long time because it's not no longer relevant. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think whenever they release them, they actually are kind of good. The bullet time always works well. So yeah, Mm -hmm. cool. Um, I'm giving away the my top ten here, but uh, Grand Theft Auto Three and San Andreas. Oh, what could be the one you chose? So I thought Three was flawed. It was great, but it had some bugs in it, mm-hmm. and I thought San Andreas was just too big, and I didn't too, like uh, elements too big of it. Boots, wasn't it. But I did like the nineties vibe of it. I just didn't yeah. like some of the things they done to it, like the bicycle, riding the bicycle. I liked that. Yeah, that and I awesome. also liked like how distinct each area was of the uh-huh. game, but I didn't like the fact working out and eating yeah, and stuff like that. that. Yeah, it was bullshit. Yeah, it was a pain in the bum bum. <laughs> what about Baldur's Gate: Dark Alliance? Ah, uh, yeah, hack and slash fantasy romp through the land of Baldur's Gate. And the reason I picked this one because the memories that I have of playing with you, Ross. Yeah. Because you mean a lot to me. Oh, thanks. I remember <laughs> Christmas playing what then. Was it snowy? It was, eh? Uh, so let's yeah. crack the PlayStation 2 out and we'll have a game. <laughs> I will get snowed in. It was a top down RPG game, a bit like Diablo, hack and slash sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It, it's a genre I love, but I don't play enough. One of my mates, Adam, who I would love to get as a guest on the show at some point. He is playing one at the moment oh, called yeah. Divinity Original Sin. Uh-huh. Have you heard of that game, please? I have, yeah, but it apparently it's very in-depth and it's like a fucking part-time job. <laughs> but it looks class. It looks fucking awesome. So, I don't know. Diablo 3 is on the consoles, isn't it? Aye. Uh, if it ever comes really, really cheap, I'm going to pick it up. But I think uh, you can have couch uh, co-op on that as well. Ooh. I do like I do really like games like that, but it's the same as fucking any game. Where's the time go? Mm-hmm. What you got next, baby? Well, if we're talking about the snow and stuff, the thing. Okay. The game, yeah. I finished it. I that's, thought it that's, was that's on my list of honorable mentions as well. Cool. I thought it was clunky, mm-hmm. and everyone goes on the, the snow map. All right. Like, yeah. That's like something that's like. They should have fucking put a map in. Ah, but I bet the developer said, well, we wanted you to really feel isolated and, and, uh, or and lost. scared and unaware of where you are at all times. Watch Angry. It's not an Angry Video Game nerd episode. It's just uh, James playing it and he gets frustrated by it. Yeah. But I loved the panic system. I loved yes. um, the vibe of it. It really did make so, a good extension of the movie because that was the one that I mentioned earlier that was a sequel to the film mm-hmm. essentially people regard it so some people regard it as an actual sequel to the film yeah. which is fair play but the fear and trust system which I totally forgot about really until I started doing a bit of research for this so if the if you go you've got NPCs and they follow you around a bit yeah. like freedom fighters mm-hmm. if you go in a room that's like full of blood or if there's like a corpse or um, body parts and stuff the NPCs react mm-hmm. and they can get scared mm-hmm. and there's different levels of fear ultimately they can, co- can cause them to crack up and like, kill themselves or just go crazy or have a heart attack which and is 
It's a great idea. After that, you govern what weapons and equipment they have. Yes. So it's how trusting you are. I mean, I don't know how deep this is. Add to that also because of the way the game is, mm-hmm. sometimes it can be a thing. Yeah, there's an infection system as well, which means any NPC can be infected and you will not know. Can you do the test? Can you do a test? I can't or, remember now. I'm not sure. A blood test or something. But it that's why, because I, I, I'd put it in me honourable mentions, I couldn't I couldn't put it in my top 10 because I'd never finished it. Yeah. In fact, I don't even think I got that far in the game, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was it's one of those ones... At that time, I loved any sort of any any game that you could control other characters. I loved that concept. Yeah, yeah. It, going on to like, I didn't play any Brothers in Arms games on the PlayStation Two, but I did in the Xbox, mm-hmm. and that was one of my favorite things. You could direct your own troops and mm-hmm. stuff. And at that time, I was like, "That's the future of gaming." I've got a squad of people I can tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. Little did I know that multiplayer. You speak to someone on a headset and they fucking do it themselves. Well, in a dream world, I. Because <laughs> no one ever. Oh, some oh, kid like just tells you to fuck, fuck your off. mom. Yeah. Uh, could yeah, you just I, go over over that hill yeah, over fuck there? Fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, but that's the only reason I didn't put it in because I never uh, played it to completion, unfortunately. But yeah, like I say, it's considered a sequel to the movie mm-hmm. by some. U.S. Special Forces investigate Outpost Thirty One, and Madison Hughes. I, I do recall the the. Uh, lighting was quite good as well with the oh, flares and stuff the flares like were beautiful it was, it's snowy levels look yeah. look kind of cool no that, that was a great game really really good game so my last one is Second Sight oh yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. did I lend that one to you as well or? I had Psychops did I not Psychops you did uh, which I enjoyed that's but I had that on the free six it Xbox. came out sorry. Oh, did you? I ah. think I did, yeah. So it came out around about the same time, didn't it, as PsyOps, and it was mm. telekinesis stuff. So there was obviously this new like physics tech, and they were like, let's make loads of fucking <laughs> telekinesis games. And make yeah, it strange sort of... enough, the um, Star Wars games, you know, where you control Star Killer. Unleashed. Unleashed, uh, they have that kind of thing. Both of them I've got on my Xbox mm-hmm. for free. So you play the character who had lost his memory, wakes up in a facility, finds he has telekinetic powers, and apparently there's a nice big twist at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, involving the final power that you unlock. That was on the video that we watched. Right. That video you shared with us, there was a guy, he put that in his um, Hidden Gems. Mm-hmm. He said Second Sight. He said the story was absolutely fantastic. I thought the physics were really good. I wish I played it at the end. This was another one that I didn't play at the end. But it's it, another game that I got and then was distracted by other games, unfortunately. So the last three I've got is... Um, Pro Evo and FIFA 97. Oh, nice. I just socially, I played those loads. Uh, we played Pro Evo quite a bit. Yeah, uh, you just have like... It's kind of like what we're doing with the Amiga. You would have a little league. Yeah. 97, FIFA 97, you see you had people who wouldn't touch Pro. Mm. And I personally preferred Pro. But I, I happily liked the early FIFA, them FIFAs. Uh-huh. Though I like Arcadey, which I liked. Spider-Man 2, I oh, mean, yes. open world, everyone goes on about how good it was. It mm-hmm. was a blast. And Onimishi on, on 2. Ah, this is what I thought you said before. Is that like a, um, a big war game? No. Oh. <laughs> it's it's like, it's a samurai game, but it plays just like a Resident Evil. All oh, right, okay. And the third one, I think you have that French actor in. Jean Reno. Uh, oh, it's not. Sorry, not it. Who Leon? Jean Reno. Is it? All mm-hmm. oh, right. Yeah, the third one you have. It's him. And, really? Yeah. I've got. I've got these. Some of these games still with my PlayStation Two. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I, I could show you it sometime. So that's honourable mentions finished. Yes. Uh, I enjoyed the honourable mentions, mm-hmm. and it set me up nicely for the top 10 PlayStation 2 games. Ross, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Let's okay. dive in. It's a top 10. <laughs> was top of the pop song. Yeah, yeah, or a whole lot of love. Well, yeah. The whole lot of love. That's what spoils the song for me. That bit where he goes. They cut that out with the top of the pop theme. Yeah, they just play the riff. Is that um? Is that um? Led Zeppelin. Yeah, the Led Zeppelins. Yeah, you might not have heard of them. Little band. Why did you do that then? Because that's our top 10. Yeah! Top 10 PS2, motherfucker. Let's do it. You go first, Ross. Lay it on me. Hard and thick. Hi. So... Like treacle. Like PlayStation treacle. First game, God of War 2. Rubbish choice. Thanks. <laughs> Everything about God of War 2 was bigger than the first one, I thought. Mm-hmm. Including these knobs. So. Oh! In terms of spectacle, it's pretty much the high watermark of the series. Sure, its combat isn't as deep as Devil May Cry. And the game's a bit sexist in places. Yeah, tits and that. Yeah, but I love Greek mythology. I do. I used to love um, the Jason and Argonauts Mm -hmm. film and stuff. Oh, man, yeah. And does anyone remember Myth or the um, Amiga? Um, Myth. Myth. No. Well, I'll show you that sometime. It's quite an unusual Mm -hmm. game. you promise? Yeah, I promise. Is it about like gods and Greek gods? And stuff yeah, like yeah. All right, cool. Interestingly enough, Angry Video Game Nerd plays on the NES because for some strange reason, I'm sure they turned it into a Conan the Barbarian game. Right. But the game's so weird, myth. Uh-huh. And the control method doesn't port across. In the Is it anything like that one that uh, Christian made would play? Gods? No. Okay. It's probably harder to control than gods. Should I give my number one? Yes. This isn't necessarily number one, as in. Oh yeah. Uh, we're not. It's, it's no particular order. However, if it had to be, mm-hmm. um, it's convenient that I put this one at the top. Right. So can you guess what it is? Uh, it's in my list. If it's. Is it? Yeah. If is it's it? What I think it is. Freedom Fighters. Ah. Oh no! I thought it was going to be. I can't think of it. Sure. Bart versus the Space Mutants yeah. Four. Freedom Fighters, one of, if not my favorite game of all time, has to be in here. Has mm-hmm. to be. Has to be in the list. Soviet Union invade New York in an alternate universe where they ended World War II by dropping a nuke on Berlin. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you play a rebel plumber. Yeah. <laughs> he has to take back the city. Two, they're both plumbers. They're both. Aye. Uh, I love the choice in approaching each level, uh, directing the soldiers as I've just mentioned before. Mm-hmm. The progressive deterioration of the city in your clothes. The snowfall, it starts snowing all the way. It goes through the year, it gets to winter and there's snow everywhere. 
uh, I called it the encroaching winter landscape. Mm-hmm. It all felt brilliant. Homefront tried to copy it and failed. Aye. And also, I it, the second sight. One of the reasons I got that is because I thought the I think the first level you could control some of your troops in second sight. I think. Okay. And that made us think of freedom fighters, which is why I wanted that game. And also, there was something about Kane and Lynch where I thought that was going to be the similar game. Because I was, every game that came after Freedom Fighters, <laughs> I was thinking, right, just make another game like that then. Yeah. Every single game developer, like fucking Westwood, don't make Command & Conquer, make like a game that's like Freedom Fighters instead, please. Aye. Just every everyone, because that's the only game I ever wanted to play. Oh. Uh, and yeah, I just fucking loved that game so hard. You know how um, like I've... I've worked for a particular company for f- nearly 14 years now. Really? Wow. Yeah. When I first started that job, you lent me mm. that game. And I was on a training course before I actually started my job properly. Yeah. So I wasn't getting into the yawn time at night. And I remember I was having like an hour go of that. Mm. And I, because I played it like that, I was thinking about it so much. Oh, yeah. Like I just used to think and sit and like the way the weapons handled mm-hmm. everything just felt cool about yeah. it i love the like the colors of the game yeah it was it was grimy but also colorful and yeah in comic books at the same time it was it was great yeah. it was did you feel like the game later on changed though it early on you were like moving your troops around but then later on there was a lot of missions where it was just you by yeah. yourself the one on the island uh, when you finally got to Liberty Island. Yeah. Yeah, when you were, kind of went up on the, the, sh- the from the ship, I think, across the ice and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, th- th- I don't have as fond memories of the later levels as I do of no. the, the, the first few where you choose to approach each one. You could, like, take out the sniper nest mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, they were the, the best ones. When it, Like you say, when it got later on, it was a bit... Mm. Uh, no, I don't think it was... No, it wasn't. It, didn't, it was just like it was like yeah. manhunt when I was saying about like how that changed. It changed, yeah, yeah. Which it was a brave approach because mm-hmm. it it was it was something that just set the stall out. It was like Freedom Fighters is about directing your troops, mm-hmm. and then later on they ditched it, like you know, because it, it was the very last level where you had to assault the fortress, basically on Liberty Island, wasn't it? And that you it was all like it was really tough to get inside and uh, stuff like that. It was a bit stealthy. Yeah. Like, it had turned to that kind of... It had the cutscene at the end, which suggested there was going to be a Freedom Fighters 2 as well. It was like, we'll be ready, was the, mm-hmm. the end, one of the end lines where they said, like, they'll, we've stopped them for now, but they'll be back sort of thing, but we'll be ready. And it was like, oh, fucking hell, where's the next one going to be set? Are we going to have bigger defences and ready for them coming over? But uh, One thing that got us into the game as well was um, I used to buy a PlayStation magazine and on the disc... It had a demo for the game, yeah. and the demo was fucking brilliant. Yeah. It was like one level, mm. and I just, I just thought it goes down in my mem- memory of being one of those great demos, similar to like um, Left 4 Dead and stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it, I just had to play the game after yeah. playing that. So good. So that was on your list as well. Yes. Well, shall I give my next one then? Of to course. Keep the yeah, the yeah. numbers right. Mm-hmm. Red Dead Revolver. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not on your list? No. Oh, cool. A lot of fun and set Rockstar on their way to make a sequel. One of the best games of all time, protect by regarded by many. Mm-hmm. Red Dead Redemption. Uh, Red is a bounty hunter, Red Harlow, uh, who essentially on a mission to avenge his parents over gold and shit. 
Uh, had I remember the environments were beautiful. I remember the sky looking really nice. Mm-hmm. A lot of the levels, and I like the weapons, like the sort of repeater rifles and stuff like that. And I believe the protagonist looked like he was based on Clint Eastwood. Just one way he was screaming. One of the images that looked a lot like that. I really enjoyed that game. Yeah. I really did. I thought it was great, and it was it was quite arcadey. But it was one of the first games, like a Western game, that kind of felt like it was a Western game. You know what I mean? Like felt close mm-hmm. to the movies. Apparently, Rockstar took over halfway through production. Uh, it was Capcom or something? No, oh, was it? Oh, yeah. it? It did feel very arcadey from what I remember. Mm-hmm. I can't remember a lot of it. That's why I didn't really... Yeah. I did. I'm, I'm, I played it at completion. Like. I enjoyed it. So, me, me next one is uh, Resident Evil 4. Nice. I've got that on my list as well. Cool. So, it took the franchise in a new inspired way. It did. After years of trying. Mm-hmm. So, those years of trying... Devil May Cry came out of that, that years of trying. Uh-huh. It wasn't initially for the PlayStation 2, it was for the GameCube, but I, I thought the, the PlayStation 4 game was an amazing... Like, I haven't played the GameCube version, so I don't know what's best. PlayStation 2 version. Yeah, uh, the PlayStation yeah. 2, sorry. Um, I love the new dark European atmosphere. Mm-hmm. The so fact Spain, wasn't it? It was a fictional village in Spain. Yeah, the yeah. fact... Th- I mean, there was like a... A ma- like a kind of fort, wasn't it? That you went mm. like slash mansion. Mm-hmm. I like the new b- enemies that they brought in. They were possessed. They weren't infected. Is that right? They had that st- weird like kind of virus in them. Though yeah. still with the um, ah, it was like a worm or something. Like plant it? type something thing. Like that, yeah. Because sometimes you would shoot someone's head off. And uh-huh. I mean, the headshots in this game is so satisfying. That that uh-huh. sound, the controls are just. Leaps and bounds over the old ones, yeah. which I know they weren't going for that on the old ones. But it was the first one over the shoulder, wasn't it? Really, yeah. Tank control, yeah. What are gone? Yeah. It was a, I said the same. It was in my list for the top ten. Brave and bold uh, move to change the formula mm-hmm. so drastically. It's six years after the events of Resident Evil Two. Apparently, Leon, right. Leon S. Kennedy is sent on a mission to rescue the U.S. president's daughter. Of course. Um, I love the claustrophobic feel. They like locked to the shoulder, so you kind of had to right. really be aware of what was going on. Uh, the village that you were in was an intriguing and terrifying place to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you felt vulnerable and at risk almost permanently, as you should in those games, mm-hmm. survival horror games. The best in the franchise? Question mark. Uh, I mean, I have such fond memories of one and two, but I feel like they're harder to go back to. I yeah. feel like this one you could go back to. I've got it. I want to go back to it. Did you ever get the HD remake of one? Yeah, I stopped playing. I couldn't con- like really? the controls. Is that still so tank bad. controls? Yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. the GameCube remastered version where they added new gameplay elements to it. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like the remastered. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my face said it all. Uh, no. one, one last thing I'll say about Resident Evil Four. Yeah. I love the management of your inventory. inventory. It's yeah. like Tetris. <laughs> trying to get everything like in yeah, your case. It totally is. I. No, I love that game. Absolutely love it. Yeah. And it was you that, again that as with so many games and consoles it convinces to get that game. I rendered it. I mm. wasn't sure about it. I rendered it and I to get the most out of it, I wanted to finish it over the two days. I couldn't. It was too big. Yeah. Too big of a game. And I also thought, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It it's I'd heard it got ten out of tens and stuff. I, so did you then buy it? Yeah, I uh, it was a blockbuster you got it from. Oh, uh, yeah, because yeah. I'd, I'd, um, what's the word for it? Card. A rental card and a membership. 
No, no, my sister worked there, so I used to get... Oh, yes, of course, you had... Uh, I had contacts. Friends, friends and family discount. So I, I could basically... Gotcha, did I? What you got next thing? Because it's back to you. Uh, Time Splitters 2. Ah, nice. So, fucking... The, where I was, like, saying why I, the way I play Battlefield, like, setting myself mm-hmm. um, these kind of, like, assignments sort of thing, kind of goes back to Time Splitters... I loved the single player, mm-hmm. or indeed the co-op with Terry. We we went through them, uh-huh. but I just like playing deathmatch against bots. Yeah, you had to do stuff to unlock other characters. There were so many characters, so many guns. Mm-hmm. It was so stupid, goofy, but at the same time, it was so fast mm-hmm. and satisfying. It really feels like a game that should have been rebooted or remade. Like I miss the franchise so yeah, much. I agree. I, the first one. So when I bought the PlayStation. Two, I got the Medal of Honor game, and I got that one, the first Time Splitters, because it was like not, it was next to nothing, mm-hmm. and I loved the first one. It was a very limited game, but me and Terry went through it. It was great. I liked the third one. It, it was a bit overcomplicated, but two was the high water mark for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, just so fast, mm-hmm. that kind of goofiness in shooting games. I, you don't see that so much now. No. No, the the one that I feel like they tried maybe to emulate was that Batman. Uh, uh, what was that called? It, it was it wasn't a it was like people pretending. Oh, Gotham, Batman. Gotham, yeah, yeah. Gotham. Oh, fuck, what was it, what was it called? Gotham, Gotham City, City Imposters. Imposters. Yes. Yeah. So that was a, a not taking itself too seriously sort of mm-hmm. thing. Well, yeah, it's having said that, it's not a game that I I really played, but I know my mate Neil, he absolutely loved it. Chris Dubbs' brother. Yeah. Uh, Neely. Let's just call him Neely for now. Neely. Yeah. Again, I'd like him to be, I guess. He absolutely loved Time Splitters. He loved those games. I think Chris Dubbs would have done as well, to be honest, because I think they played similar sort of games. So, I, uh, I don't like, know. Interesting to hear his thoughts on that. He, yeah, definitely. I, I don't normally like time traveling in games because mm-hmm. sometimes it's an excuse to just, you know, a platform game where like one level you're in, I don't know. Ancient Egypt. Yeah. The next one you're in uh, on a mine cart, uh, and then after that you're in a power plant. Yeah, and then you're underwater. Uh, yeah, but with the time spares games, it, it meant that they had free reign where they could just the levels were just so different. Mm-hmm. So and the enemies and weapons. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had Tommy guns next to laser pistols, yeah. and you could. I think one of the daft weapons was you threw bananas at people because the that a <laughs> weird obsession with monkeys in that game. Right. My next one is Devil May Cry. Oh, the first one? The first Devil May Cry. It's one of the only games from this genre, one of the only franchises that I persevered with. Mm-hmm. That sort of hack and slash thing. I never... I couldn't play any other games, really, that, that had that, that game mechanic. Yeah. Uh, so Dante is a half-demon badass who goes on a bit of an adventure killing demons and that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the aesthetic and the story. The interplay between the swords and the pistols, ebony and ivory. I oh yeah, so cool that name. Yeah. Uh, the combos were so much fun as well. It just was hectic and inspired. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's an HD collection out. Yes. Yeah, I didn't I, I'm tempted to pick that up because my next one. Oh, oh. My next one is Devil May Cry Three. Excellent. After the NAF Two. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was terrible. E Two was so bad. Three was a hardcore prequel. Mm-hmm. It was a. It centered around the brother, the brother's um kind of mm-hmm. relationship. I think it was voiced by him who plays Wesker. 
you know, from Reanimator. Forget oh, the actor's yeah, right. name. Okay. He plays the brother, which was perfect because mm-hmm. he's got like a cool like act, like he's just brings a lot to the role. I just free was so hard. Yeah. And I'm not very good at the combos, but that hardcore punishing, it was so good. Mm-hmm. And I, I I think three beats one because one later on in one, what the hell was the point of them first person bits? Do you remember them bits? Uh, no. I, I don't know if it was underwater or something. <laughs> yeah. But you didn't control. It was, it wasn't third person anymore. It was like first person. It was stupid. I, I it was mental. I don't understand why yeah. they put them in. What's up next? That's I've I've got the next one. I've got the next one, mate. Mm-hmm. Max Payne. Oh yeah. Is that on your list? Yes, hey, it is. Uh, I was very tempted by Max Payne too. Yeah, I went for Max Payne. I've gone for, I've gone for the original games on like, when there's like a sequel sort mm-hmm. of one. Like I said, with Devil May Cry, I've gone for the original because of the way it initially made us feel. Yeah, like the first game. It's, I suppose it might be a nostalgia thing. I'm not sure, but I remember that one being the one that got us in love with that franchise mm-hmm, or with that yeah. character or something. So that's why I chose it. I've actually said here another excellent franchise starter. Mm-hmm. The sequel was great too, but first was my fave. Uh, Max is a cop. His family were killed by drugged up buggers. He joins the DEA after his family's death and sets out to avenge them. I love the bullet the bullet time mechanic. I think it was the first. Probably the first game before the Matrix games that I saw this bullet time mechanic. Yeah, it? I think it was the one. I love the the noir story. I and did. The way uh, I told it like a comic cut scenes stuff. were like yeah exactly. So, yeah. I, I for some reason uh, there's this this uh, drum and bass electronic group that I used to listen to their albums while playing this game. I don't know why, but I used to just have that that music playing mm-hmm. and listen and and play this game. Memories face sometimes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like the, the stupid faces. It was kind of like they had about four or five different uh-huh. uh, stock images to use for his face, <laughs> like grimacing and stuff like that. He always uh, reminded me of Ricky, uh, Mickey Rooney. All right, okay. There's something about like his character. Uh huh. Well, that weird leopard skin, uh, fucking leather jacket he used to wear. It wasn't leopard skin; it was snake skin or something. Uh-huh. It was weird. Cool. So back to me then. Mm-hmm. Half Life. Oh, so that made yours, did it? Yeah. I make mine. I understand what you're saying because you played it on the PC, aye, which is fair enough. But uh, yeah, it was an absolute classic. If you want any more information, listener, see episode eleven where mm-hmm. we talk extensively about Half Life games. It started my love affair for FPS games. I think that was one of the first ones that I played. Mm-hmm. Love the story, the sound effects of the of the ladders, like the iconic sound effects, like ladders picking up items and stuff. Um, of course, head crabs. Yeah. As well. And that particular game had that uh, the DK, the one we've talked about before. The two player. Yeah. That's the one thing that it had exclusively for the consoles. Yes. So that's a good point. Yeah. No, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Had to make me top 10. Vice City. So that's the Grand Theft Auto fix, which I've got to say, the PlayStation 2 had some class Grand Theft Autos. Hmm. I mean, it had the stories, which were Absolutely. kind of like essential. Uh, Liberty City stories. Ports, uh, which I didn't, I couldn't get away with. No, them. me neither. But Vice for me, it, it done the 80s nostalgia before it's a thing. Uh-huh. I just 100% of the game. I just yes. fucking loved it, really. Fair play. I mean, I had to pick a Grand Theft Auto game. It wasn't Vice City. It wasn't San Andreas. Mm. It was Grand Theft Auto 3. 
Oh, because of like the start of the kind of franchise. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It was I think we'll do a Grand Theft Auto special at some point. Brilliant, yeah. And we'll come back to talking a bit more in depth. But I think San Andreas and Vice City are obviously unreal with the scope. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had their own their own things. I'm not going to go too much into it, but I think GTA 3 was such a dramatic leap. Imagine I, was, I played Grand Theft Auto 2. Yeah, yeah. That was the last Grand Theft Auto game uh, I played. And then going to that, it's just fucking mind-blowing. Aye. But I think it's the feelings of nostalgia I get when I think about Grand Theft Auto 3, it's stronger than like probably any other game, I think. It's not me it's not my favourite game of all time because Freedom Fighters might get that spot, but mm-hmm. the feelings of nostalgia that of sitting playing on my PlayStation 2 and playing that game, just getting totally sunk into it. Mm-hmm. Like just nothing else matters, just that that world is is all all there is. I didn't really get that with Vice City and San Andreas. Yeah. No, and I didn't really get that feeling. See, I got that with Vice City, but yeah. not so much with Free. I mm. finished Free and I never really obsessed over it like I did with Vice City. There was something about Vice it. Vice City had better characters as well. Like the, Tommy Vercetti was a much better character, really, than Claude. Aye. But I don't know. Because mm. the story is you play as Claude, who's betrayed by his girlfriend, Catalina. He escapes from a prison van and has to work his way up the criminal underworld. Which is like the basis for most GTA titles. Mm-hmm. Even like the cheats and stuff were a hell of a lot of fun. Like we could drop tanks out the sky and stuff uh, and just explore the the city. Yeah, I I just loved it. I think it was the watermark for all GTA games that followed. Because mm-hmm. if you think of the step from the original GTA, GTA London, and then GTA Two, that top down thing, which I loved. Yeah. And then going from that to GTA Three. Yeah. And then everything else since then, they haven't changed anything. Re- well, obviously they've changed a lot of things, but. It's been that perspective. Ah, like, yeah. It sets so many standards for the rest of every every other game since then has followed that basic formula. Mm-hmm. Even having the mini map, having the bigger map. For years, you had the the foldy up map inside the game, ah, yeah. which you don't get anymore. Yeah, it was everything just has just followed that formula since. Mm-hmm. So for me, it has to be in my top ten. I remember a wild moment on that game, like when I first seen it. Just the um, the weather. Yeah, mm-hmm. just when it started raining and mm-hmm. stuff, it just felt. I remember one of the house. It was was it that one that had the safe houses, or was it Vice? And one was this this crappy little shack. Uh, in GTA Three, you had save points, but it was just like a garage you were driving to, and it was uh, like in a back alley and stuff like I'm that. I'm thinking of Vice, and mm-hmm. I remember just where well, you could buy them. Yeah, yeah. No, that wasn't in GTA Three. Yeah. Cool, but we'll come back to the GTA franchise at some point in the future, guys. Stay tuned. Definitely. Silent Hill 2. Oh, Silent Hill. Yeah. Forgot about the Silent Hill games. So Silent Hill 2 and 3 are brilliant. Mm-hmm. 2's slightly better because it's got Primitive Head in it. <laughs> I just love how dark it is. It, yeah. I, I mean, it's a cliche to say this, but it's like a David Lynch. Mm-hmm. If David Lynch made a survival horror film, yeah. it would be very similar to... Mm-hmm. Silent Hill. I never really liked the original on the PlayStation 1, like I've got to say. I played very little of it, but I remember it being spooky as fuck with the static on the radio and this, the fog. Yeah. yeah, lots of fog. Lots of fog. Because that was how they could make Draw the distance, yeah. <laughs> Red Faction. So I picked Red Faction 2, but it was hard okay. for me mm-hmm. to like narrow it down. Mm-hmm. I really liked one. Again, it's another one, like I said before, why I picked the first one of the franchise. Because... Of the nostalgia aspect, I suppose, but also because it was an introduction to that franchise. Yeah, it was the first game I actually played on the PlayStation Two. 
Oh, was it? Yeah, I played it. I was I went out uh, for a night out and I ended up just waking up because I was crazy back then. I just woke up in this kid's house and went downstairs and they had a PlayStation 2 playing Red Faction. Uh-huh. And I was like, fuck, this game? Yeah. It's not walls. What? I remember the back of the box that said something like, can't find the door, just blow up the wall. I was like, wow. But um, the that was one of the, first, the what was the four I bought? Oh, it was, maybe it was three. It was Grand Theft Auto 3, Red Faction, Code Veronica X. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there was a fourth one I bought for my PlayStation 2 when I first got it. I don't know if it was a Tomb Raider game or not. I, I don't know. I'm sure there was a fourth one, but I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Mars in 2075. You played Parker, who was a miner and has moved to Mars. He got his ass to Mars, you might say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he discovers poor working conditions. Oh. And end up playing. <laughs> so he decides to go, uh, fuck this, and starts a revolution. Uh, the destruction physics, although I watched a video and fuck me, the primitive really like uh, in comparison, but they just blew my mind. I was like, what? This sort of shit is, you can actually do this sort of stuff. It's just, uh, it's crazy. It had an interesting story, uh, but it went a bit mad with the mutant stuff a bit later on. It was like crazy mutants in cages and shit like uh, that. But yeah, it's, it was a good setup for one of my favourite ever franchises. It was more story based and quite like Half-Life mm-hmm. than 2. And two had the kind of like satisfying weaponry from mm-hmm. what I remember. But they they were games that I I bet you they're hard to go back to. Sadly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. So it looks, I, well, like I say, I watched the video and I was like, <laughs> so I only have one left. Oh, do you? Well, I've got two, so I'll go next. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy X. That's uh, on my list. Is yeah. it? Is that your last one? Yeah. Hey. So Final Fantasy X. I thoroughly enjoyed this experience, despite it was more linear to yeah. the rest of the games. I was disappointed by that initially. Yeah. Uh, you play as Tidus, a star player in Blitzball, who goes on an adventure to destroy Sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is like... Wasn't that like a big fucking weird Ball planet? Ball of rage thing, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, there was loads of the usual Final Fantasy tropes throughout. I loved that football game, the Blitzball. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved it. I was so addicted to that. Because you could like kind of... By or hire different players. Yeah. I had this one who had this mask on who was just fucking class. He used to score all the time. Um, I thought Titus, Titus, sorry, was a bit of a cock, <laughs> but I was invested in the story. Um, I liked the the new count time battle system, which felt more fluid and continuous in comparison to the active time. Yeah. Um, and the character swapping it induced that in combat. You could swap out characters mm-hmm. and bring new ones in and stuff. The overdrive attacks were Final Fantasy X's limit breaks, and they were as ridiculous as ever. I remember Wakas, uh, his fucking ball one, that was just the end of the match. Oh, uh, yeah. You got that, it was just, it was over. And the Aeons win the new summons. Um, some classics returned, and they were as spectacular as ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was, it's the last Final Fantasy I played through yeah. to finish, and I missed, like, that feeling of you know, you put so much into it. The storyline took you to places. I just find JRPGs now quite hard to like go back to. I agree. I, I can't over, really play them. Over blown melodramaticness yeah. of them. Yeah. Although I am tempted to give that... Is it Persona that I was talking about? Persona 5 yeah. or something? Yeah. I am tempted to give it a go. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I, I can't really play JRPGs anymore. I got on the Xbox 360 Final Fantasy... 
13 maybe mm-hmm. or something like that. I can't remember. And I started playing it, but I just lost interest. I've got one for the PlayStation 2 that I didn't... Like, I, I've I've seemed to have accumulated more games than I had. Yeah. And there's one line there. I think it's 13. Yeah. And for I, PlayStation 4? Eh, uh, 2. PlayStation, PlayStation 2. 2. Yeah. I got 10... PlayStation I wish 10 I took a picture of it now. Yeah. It's not one of those ones. Do you remember that though? Which yeah. was like like 10.5 basically. What was it? One of them was the two lasses? Yeah, it was, was it? three. It was uh, Lightning. Oh, was it was it Yuna in... Oh, Yuna. Yuna. Was it Yuna in Final Fantasy 10? I think so. It's... Who's Lightning then? Is she from... I don't know. I don't know. But there was three lasses anyway from Final Fantasy X who... Went under, and you know what? It was actually good. That game was really good. All right, cool. It had this um, this system where you put these spheres in the thingies. Well, I think that might have been from Final Fantasy X, though. But it was like a revamped version mm-hmm. of that. And you had like you could change your fighting style halfway through a match and stuff like that. Like it was pretty cool. No, it was good. Mm-hmm. But again, it was a time when I'd kind of gone off console gaming a little bit, so I didn't really play through. So, what's your last one? My last one. Okay, take a stab. It's been mentioned tonight, very, very, very briefly. You talked a lot longer about what I would consider it to be oh, a sister um, game. I call them. Yes. Um, a minimalist, beautiful game, quaint and adorable, whilst being emotional and genuinely scary. Mm-hmm. You play as Iko, or Iko, a boy with horns who was locked away in a castle. He discovers Yoda, who is due to be sacrificed, and you set out to save her. I thought it had great puzzles and landscapes. The shadow body things were horrifying. Aye. Tough cookies. Uh, loved the relationship between the two characters. It was kind of Zelda and Link-like. Mm-hmm. Or any of, like, kind of boy meets girl, wants to save girl from shadow monsters story. You know, yeah. Typical. It happens every day. Uh, I thought it was a better experience than Shadow of the Colossus. Might not be too fair to kind of compare them, but I can't help but. Yeah. It was the same developers, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they made um, Last Guardian that yeah. I want to pick Simon's brain about because oh, yeah. he's been... He bought it, didn't he? Yes. Took fucking decades to come out. Well, not decades, but it took a long, long time to come out, didn't it? Well, Simon, actually, could you write a review, please? Oh, yes. Yeah, I would like... Nice. I would like... Uh, oh, yeah. Send it in. You know how. Gonox Lair. Gonox Lair. At Yahoo.co.uk. Flare in the sky. <laughs> Just... Put it on a pigeon and throw the pigeon through my window. Doesn't mm-hmm. have to be alive or dead. Doesn't matter. Doesn't have to. Does it? Now, Ico, Ico, mm-hmm. is a game called Rhyme that I mentioned. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, very reminiscent of that. So, like I said in the first episode, I'm going to stop playing through that. Oh, nice. And hopefully, nice. that'll be a very similar. Uh, that's what I want. A very similar experience to Ico, and that's what a lot of people have said. One of the reviews said one one star. What a load of shit or something like that. That was me. <laughs> but, I hadn't played it. But then just... there was a five-star one that said, beautiful game just to sink yourself into and it's reminiscent of Ego and stuff. So mm-hmm. that was my last game on the PlayStation 2. I'm very happy with that list. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed the experience of putting it together. I brought back some memories looking at mm-hmm. these games. I think we can do one for the Xbox, like we say. Mm-hmm. Um, from then, I don't know. Could we go any earlier? Because we did discuss, could we go earlier? I could probably... Probably do a PlayStation One because my yeah. problem was I'd, I've got the games still, but I don't have that many, uh, so I would feel a bit. Well, I have to pick these ten because these are the only ten games. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? 
Um, I've got a bit more than 10 for the PlayStation. I could look at a list because I did play some other ones. Mm-hmm. So maybe that could be next or Xbox next. But we'll we'll do some more. I've enjoyed It's just nice nostalgia. Just yeah, definitely. Yeah. About, thinking about it. Any parting words, Ross? No, um, just I might boot up me PlayStation 2 and play play Final Fan what the Final Fantasy I've got which I'd, Final Fantasy who knows aye, I might have a like a really rare game mm. it was on Platinum though because it says uh, games that have sold a certain amount only get put on Platinum yeah. so it's not worth a lot of money it's all right Well, that's the end of episode 34. Yeah, it's been a marathon. It's been a good one, as it's been the longest one for a while, potentially. Mm. Wowza. Fuck. Have you enjoyed yourself? I have. I'm tired now. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm feeling it. I'm going to have really? a nice cup of coffee, and then I'm going to start editing this motherfucker. Really? Are you? Straight well, away? Start the first part of the process. Sorry, the producer's going to... Ah. As we mentioned earlier in part one of this uh, Bumper Bonanza, mm-hmm. we're going to have a guest... Unless something changes, which I hope it doesn't. Yeah. We're going to have a guest, Wayne. Fingers crossed, everything goes to plan. He should go to plan. Mm-hmm. He's booked a holiday. He's, he's booked wow. a holiday to come into the lair. Well, you do have to get those 14 flights oh, yeah. with five or six layovers. Whatever that is. I don't know. It's an American thing, isn't it? Uh, so, he's got a rider. Oh, is he? Yeah, Haribo. <laughs> I've already got the I've genuinely already got the Haribo. Oh, yeah. So... You better come. <laughs> you better make it because the Haribo is sitting there waiting for you. Oh. I got Star Mix and oh no one likes Star Mix. Seriously, I'm money messing. I'm not all fair with with Haribo. I don't really <laughs> like Haribo. I almost picked up the Tang Fastics, but I didn't. Oh man, please one of the best. Well, if I'm if I'm in the shop, little which I will be, I'll pick up some Tang Fastics. <laughs> I'm not gonna have a Haribo off. He's got some good ideas actually. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we'll do the normal asking him questions. We'll play the two homework games, Mickey Mouse's Castle or the Lotion. NHL and ask him all his questions mm-hmm. that he'll prepare answers for but he also he wants to do a just a minute no just a minute the radio show uh, no where you've got to talk about something for a minute mm-hmm. and whoever's talking at the uh, end of that minute wins so he wants to do one on gaming right. which will only be a minute long mm-hmm. but I think that would be pretty cool for what to try and do so we'll give that a blast sweet yeah bit of 4-1 for Wayne you do have to sit quite close to one of because right. we've only got two mics and we can't afford to buy any more. Unless you want to bring your own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, uh, it's customary for guests to bring a gift. Now, I'm not saying you have to. However, it is Easter soon. <laughs> if you want to bring, I don't know, an Easter egg or a Gonox Lair themed Easter egg. Mm-hmm. If you want to take it out and paint Ezra's face on it, maybe. I don't know. That's... I think I'm going to have to bury Ezra. It's like, it's just going to be... <laughs> I might bring her along. He, oh. she, him. <laughs> it, it's androgynous. It, it doesn't uh-huh. have any... Gender at the moment. I don't like to put a gender on it. No, don't put me in a box. Put us in a bottle. Did you just use the gender pronoun? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's the end of it. Ross? End of it. (laughs) Thank God. Anything you want to say? No, goodbye. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening to.
YouTube videos explaining the evolution of the Terminator, you know. Yeah. I watched a the few design and stuff. No, it's all this fan crap and like, well, a T-1000 was actually built, 700 of them were made and blah, 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 blah. Really? And I was like, ugh. Actually, the T-800 and T-850. Aye, but that had problems with its... Uh, Cybernetic organism. <laughs> yeah. Why doesn't he just turn into a bomb? I love that bit. <laughs> like, he cannot no mechanical move in parts. Who's in 9mm with a laser range. Um <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Arnie, man. That voice.